right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts. And don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. Jake Sweeney Auto at jakesweeney.com. And LaRosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111 to order now. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for this Lions game. From Darrell Bean Stadium in Richmond, Indiana. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we have got Mount St. Joseph College football for you today on a overcast yet just a great day for a college football game. About 60 degrees here in Richmond, Indiana, where the Earlham Quakers at 0-3 on the season, 0-1 in the Heartland Conference, will be entertaining the Mount St. Joseph Lions today. The Lions come in with a record of 2-1 and overall on the season, and they are 1-0 in Heartland Conference play after their victory last weekend over Rose-Hulman, 54-35. Meanwhile, Earlham on that Saturday afternoon fell to Bluffton, 34 to nothing. Just to give you an idea of what happened to both teams last Saturday, Chayton Tomlin for the Lions finished 26 of 39 through the air, 558 total yards, and seven touchdown passes to lead the Mount St. Joseph Lions offense. A.J. Lyons caught a career high 14 passes in the game for 268 yards and three touchdowns. Tomlin is currently leading the nation in passing yards with 1,152 and in touchdowns with 15 so far. Glines is second in the country in touchdowns with seven and ninth in reception yardage with 420 on 25 catches this year. And they are definitely on the same page just as Tomlin is with the rest of his receivers. However, Tomlin is also on the same page with his offensive coordinator, Caleb Carrill, and we talked with Carrill about his junior quarterback earlier this week. I asked Chayton Tomlin last week about you and his relationship with you. Talk a little bit about how you feel your relationship with him is. Chayton's a guy that, you know, he's he's a, a, a different cat in a good way. He's got full personality, so um, it's different in the sense of, you know, he and I sitting in the office and drawing up X's and O's, and it's more of a, of a feel, and, um, you know, a lot of things are on the fly of what he's seeing and why he's doing certain things, and I trust him with what we do because he's run this offense um you know, in high school, he's run this offense, you know, his entire time in college, and uh, he's just a gamer to where, you know, we scheme up all these things, and then a lot of times, you know, he's kind of creating, you know, different matchups or concepts or checks or scrambling to make plays happen, and, um, 
you know, I trust him because he sees the game so well. And I, you know, when he says, hey, we need to do this, I'm thinking that we probably need to do whatever he said because he, you know, he wants to win as much as anybody. He's super competitive. Um, you know, it keeps you on your toes, which I like. I think that that's um, something that we both do with each other is, um, you know, if one of us aren't, aren't in the flow, we'll let the other one know about it. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, I like that as a coach is, you know, always being able to um, adapt to where the guys are at. But, you know, he's he's what makes this thing go. And um, it's fun because he's always competing. Um, you know, even if he's in a, a funk in a practice or in a game, you know, you can uh, you can get after him a little bit. And he doesn't pow. He doesn't, you know, lower his head. He just wants to, you know, do better and wants mm-hmm. to prove prove whoever is saying that he can't do it wrong. So that's kind of, you know, I enjoy coaching a guy like that, even if, you know, sometimes it's the Wild West, you know, that's just his game, and that's kind of what we do. You know what I mean? So, Despite the amount of points the Lions have put on the board this season, and it has been a lot of them, Franklin is still leading the conference with 141 total points, or 47 per ball game. Bluffton is leading the Heartland in defense, giving up only 78 points so far this year. But if you look at the Lions offensively, they are averaging 44 points a game, 132 points that they've put on the board. Of course, their high was against Capital on opening night, September the 2nd. And their defensive average, they're giving up 34.7 points per ball game, and that's because they have given up 104 total points this season. Well, coming into this afternoon's ball game, Earlham is coming off of a shutoff lo- a shutout loss last Saturday to Bluffton. That was their Heartland Conference opener. While Earlham was unable to break into the end zone, they put together 209 yards of offense, including 194 yards through the air. They completed 35 passes, which was one shy of the Earlham College single-game single record of 36, and that was set in 1999 when they were a member of the North Coast Athletic Conference, and that was set against the College of Worcester. The Lions, uh, or I should say, the Lions coming into this game have a record of 8-0 and over Mount, over the uh, Quakers since they joined the Heartland Conference prior to the 2010-2011 season. And over those eight games, the Lions have averaged 51 points per game to the Quakers 11.4. So this one should be a very entertaining game. This is one of those games where the Lions, this is a stepping stone. This is a game they've got Bluffton coming up next week. They cannot afford to stub their toe against an Earlham College here today that has lost 46 consecutive games and is 0-33 under their fourth-year head coach, Nick Johnson. Tyler Hopperton, in his second year as head coach of the Lions, he's got a record in his career of 8-5 and overall. And another oddity, this is going to be the fourth straight home game that Earlham is playing to open up this season. This year, they have got six home games and only four Road games. Last year was completely different. They had four road games and six home games last year. And last year, on October 14th, on a Saturday afternoon, and that was at Schuler Field, the Lions came away with a blowout, 66-7 to victory over Earlham. Mount St. Joseph scored four TDs in the first quarter, including two on passes from Chayton Tomlin and two punt returns from Troy Speakman. The Lions outscored the Quakers 31 to nothing in the second half to seal the victory 
in that one. We'll take a look at what's coming up over the next week here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Go over the top 25 college football schedule and what's going to happen around the Heartland Conference. Plus, speak with Grayson Roberts, the wide receiver, one of the three amigos for the Lions and We'll also talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton. We'll do all that when we come back right after this timeout. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy. And now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside. Ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com, Mount St. Joseph University, and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute-by-minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Dave Mitchell back here at Darrell Bean Stadium in Richmond, Indiana, on the campus of Earlham College, where the Lions, and I'll tell you one thing, Jerry Porter has been booming field goals during warm-ups. He hit a 52-yarder in warm-ups about a half an hour ago. If the Lions get anywhere inside the 45-yard line, Hop may give him a shot here today because he has just been booming the heck out of the football during warm-ups here today. In top 25 college football action, well, at noon it was Ohio taking on Cincinnati. We don't have a score on that one yet. Tonight at 7 o'clock, Mississippi State will be at Kentucky, but this afternoon at 3.30, Tulane is playing at the Horseshoe against the Buckeyes of Ohio State. This is the first game that Urban Meyer will be back coaching the Buckeyes after his three-game suspension and wondered what kind of a reception he would get at the Skull Session at St. John Arena. Well, I just got it as it came over my phone. He got a very warm reception from the fans. He would almost expect nothing less for the head coach who is returning to the sidelines this afternoon for the Buckeyes. A couple of other scores that are going on today. We've got one that just came across. Ohio is leading Cincinnati. And that is 24-14, the Bearcats losing to the Bobcats. Akron is losing to Iowa State 17-10. to In the Big Ten, Maryland is crushing Minnesota. Talk about a surprise. Maryland leading the Golden Gophers 28-10 to with 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. Michigan destroying Nebraska today. They're in the third quarter 39 to nothing, And SMU is beating Navy 17-14. to Elsewhere, Toledo over Nevada 35-24. Georgia beating up on Missouri. 27 to 7. Wake Forest losing to Notre Dame today, 28 to 13. Kenton, Mississippi are tied up at 7 all at halftime. Rutgers is losing to Buffalo, a Mac school, 35 to 6. Purdue over Boston College, 30 to 7. That'll make Chase Pankey very happy. And Pittsburgh over UNC, 28 to 21. That's with 13 minutes left to go in the third quarter. And Virginia leading Louisville. Six to nothing with ten minutes to go in the third quarter also. Now another afternoon games coming up. Number twenty two Texas A and M will be at number one Alabama. Clemson goes to Georgia Tech. 
Kansas State will be at West Virginia. It's Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. Florida International will be at number 21, Miami. It's TCU at Texas. And tonight, under the lights, McNeese State will be at number 25, BYU. Army at number 5, Oklahoma. Louisiana Tech goes to number 6, LSU. Mississippi State will be at Kentucky. We already told you that. That'll be at 7 o'clock tonight. Texas Tech is at 15th ranked Oklahoma State. Arkansas will be at number 9 Auburn. 24th ranked Michigan State goes to Indiana. Number 7 Stanford will be at 20th ranked Oregon. And number 18 Wisconsin, coming off their loss to BYU a week ago, will be at Iowa today. And Arizona will be at Washington. In the Heartland Conference last week, Franklin defeated Anderson 51-27. And what does Franklin get for their efforts last week? This week off, Bluffton, as we told you, shut out Earlham 34 to nothing, and Manchester beat up on Defiance 57 to 26. Today in the conference, Hanover will be at Bluffton. That game kicked off at about 1:30 today, so there's no score in that one as of yet. Anderson is at Defiance. Manchester will be at Rose Holman, and as we said, Franklin is off. As far as Division Three, the national rankings came out earlier this week. On Thursday, Mount Union still on top of it. They're ranked number one in the country. Mary Harden Baylor is number two. St. Thomas three. Brockport four. And North Central out of Illinois. All those teams are two and zero, oh, with the exception of Brockport. They're three and zero. Oh. And those are your top five in the Division Three football rankings. Now, in Ohio, Wittenberg is number 14, John Carroll 15. John Carroll and Mount Union are playing today. And coming up at halftime today, we will have a D3 podcast, and that will be with Pod, uh, Pat Coleman and Keith McMillan. And they're going to go over what they think will happen in this Mount Union-John Carroll affair. Trine out of Angola is 16th ranked. Barry is 17th, and Case Western Reserve is 18th ranked this season. Well, we told you at the top of the pregame show, A.J. Glines had a career day last week at receiver, but then any of the three receivers that the Lions have right now, Glines, Pacey, and Grayson Roberts, could turn in a career performance in any week. That's the dedication and the cohesiveness that this wide receiving crew has put together. You add in Nick Murphy and Cooper Earls, and the Lions go five deep across the front at that wide receiver spot. We talked with Grayson Roberts about the receiving core earlier this week. I, I want to talk to you about what it is that you look at at the defense when you line up at your receiver position. What are you looking at out there that tells you what you're going to do? Uh, mainly it's just if they're going to put a safety anywhere near me over top and man me with the corner. I know I can beat them outside pretty much every time as a corner if they get no help from the safety. But honestly, like, Chayton's real good about this, uh, the post fade. So it's, I mean, a lot of times it's like I decide whether I want to run a post or a fade. And if no safety's there, I just end up running a post most of the time. Because I like to spread the field, run deep. And, I mean, we got the best quarterback in the conference, so he knows what he's doing. You know, the three receivers, you know, you call you guys the three amigos, I guess. But you all have your own separate strengths, don't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Peggy is probably the fastest person I've ever met in my life. It's unreal to watch him. And then A.J. Glines is the smartest receiver I've ever seen. And I kind of consider myself maybe a mix of both. Not the fastest guy, but I got the size, push the guys off me a little bit, try to do my own thing a little bit. You know, when when you look at the defense and you you run your routes, how confident are you guys, the receivers, in the fact that Tomlin's going to be able to get you the ball where it's catchable? Oh, I mean, it's I've, I've never seen anything like it. I've watched 
I think he's better than Division One quarterbacks I've seen, honestly. I mean, he may not have the size or maybe the complete arm strength, but, I mean, every time I want the ball, he knows exactly where to put it. And sometimes, like, I'll feel like I'm open, and then, like, I'll be mad I didn't get the ball, but somebody else is more, like, wide open, and he he literally sees everything. He's, he's a real deal. What makes him so good, and what has made this offense click so much over the last five or six games? Um, I think his his ability just to feel the pocket presence, it's... Like, he's real good at getting out of the pocket. Like, our scramble drill is real good, and he just feels the D-line coming at him, and then he's able to get out of there, and we're able to make something happen. I know you guys' goal is to win a Heartland Conference championship. How much would that mean to you guys? Uh, That'd be pretty awesome. It'd be uh, our first reign as a football team since I've been here, and it'd be pretty sweet, especially to be Franklin, because they got us three times in a row now, and each time we went in thinking we were going to win, and this time I'm expecting it. I'm not thinking I'm expecting it this year. A lot of people don't realize this, Grayson, but uh, unless they listened to basketball last year, but you're also the student assistant basketball coach. What drove you into that, and wh- why do you like that so much? Um, basketball was probably my favorite sport my entire life. I just happened to not be the best player at it, and I loved it so much my entire life. And ever since I've been in college, my dream has been to coach one day, and the opportunity presented itself. They lost a few managers the year before, and I got in contact with Coach Ray, and he said I could do it. And it's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me. What are you studying? Criminology is my major. That's what you want to get into after school? Yeah, I want to be something like something in the criminology field. Maybe a police officer is where I'm leaning towards right now, but yeah. I'll remember that when you pick me up at the side of the road. <laughs> Good luck, Grayson, today. Thank you. It's amazing how many of the athletes want to be cops. It really is. I've interviewed a lot of them throughout the years, and a lot of them want to be state highway patrolmen or detectives or just regular police officers, and a lot of them have gone on to be just that. Our thanks to Grayson Roberts for being one of our pregame show guests here this afternoon. And the Lions, well, when you look at it, the one thing I did talk to Grayson about off tape is when you go up against a team like Earlham that is winless for as long as they have been, you cannot give them any opportunity to stay in the game. I know we've talked about that a lot during basketball, but in football it's the same way. You've got to knock out a team like this early and make sure they don't get any ideas in their head that they are capable of playing with you. We talked with Coach Hopperson about that. We've talked with Grayson Roberts about that, and that is one of the things that the Lions are going to have to do. And that's one of the keys to the ball game today is getting out early and making sure that they are in the lead at the end of the first quarter by a handful to make sure that they don't give this Earlham squad any thoughts of breaking their 46-game consecutive losing streak here today. We'll tell you how long ago it was since Earlham last won a football game and last won a home football game. We'll do all that when we come back right after this. Label me. You know you want to. Don't be shy. You do it behind my back. Say it to my face. You don't know me. You know what I am? I'm a striker. I'm a point guard. I'm a linebacker. I'm a setter. Shortstop. High jumper. Wrestler. Defender. Goalie. Student. Student athletes. That's who we are. Think of the MCAA as a marching band. We wouldn't stop with halftime. We'd be full-time. Celebrating student-athletes in everything they do. Okay, so don't think of us as a marching band. Think of us as a spirit squad. 
Well, just know we're always there for student-athletes. By the way, there were three games last night in college football. Let's take a look at what happened in those three games last night. First of all, it was Penn State beating up on Illinois, 63-24. to USC barely got by Washington State, 39-36. to And Central Florida beat Florida Atlantic, 56-36. to So those were three games last night in college football. Now, around the Heartland Conference today, we do have a couple of scores right now that have just come in. Hanover is leading Bluffton in a little bit of an upset there at the end of the first quarter, 14 to nothing. And Anderson is beating Defiance 6 to nothing with 12-11 left to go in the first quarter of action. By the way, a look at the Heartland Conference standings. See Franklin, Mount St. Joseph, Bluffton, and Manchester all on top with 1-0 and records. Hanover, this is their first conference game today against Bluffton. And then the bottom four teams are Anderson, Defiance, Earlham, and Rose Holman. All four of those teams are 0-1 on the year. And like we told you, Franklin has got the day off today. Well, as far as the Quakers are concerned, they have lost their last 46 games. Their last win came on October 26, 2013, and that was at Anderson, 21-20. to Their last home game, their last home win, came that year also on September 14th. It was in Game 2 of the season when they defeated Kenyon. 25-15. to 15. The Quakers are running a two-quarterback system with Colin Housechild and Joe Enright this year. Last week, as we told you at the top, they completed 35 of 55 passing attempts for 194 yards, and that was the bulk of their 209 yards in total offense on the afternoon. And those 35 pass completions... Well, that came up one shy of the Earlham record for most completions in a single game of 36. That was from 1999 against Worcester. Freshman Melvin Davis is their leading rusher. He's got 147 yards on 50 carries, or 49 yards per game. Linebackers Kobe Walker and Rance Albert lead the team in tackles, but no matter what the numbers are, their numbers are still the same, 46 And they want to end that today. They want to end that 46-game losing streak here today at home against the Lions. Meanwhile, the Lions are 2-1 entering today's game, 1-0 in the Heartland Conference. They are 2-0 at home, and on the road this year, they are 0-1. Last week, they won over Rose-Hulman 54-35. Tyler Hopperton winning his eighth career game as head coach of the Lions in his second year. And today the Lions are going to look for their first win on the road of the season and go 2-0 and in conference play for the first time since 2014 when they won their first four games en route to a 7-1 and Heartland Conference record. We spoke with head coach Tyler Hopperton earlier this week about last week's game and today's game against Earlham. Let's talk a little bit about last week's contest before we get into this week's contest. You came right out immediately. First two ball, first two plays, two long fade patterns, and a touchdown. I know that was the plan, but what did you guys see during the week that you thought would make that so successful? Yeah, I mean, we've really been pushing these guys, and and of course, you know, as the head coach, I I reminded him a million times of how our Rose Holman game went last year, <laughs> which was essentially the exact opposite of how it went 
this year. So it's just been really refreshing, you know, to see our guys respond to what we're trying to instill and what we've challenged them with. And, and to go from being down in the first quarter last year to Rose Holman 21 nothing to flipping it and being up 21 nothing early in the game this year uh, was exciting to see because of the little things and, and how they approached. And you could tell their attitude was different throughout the week and, and each and every day and that they were, you know, pushing and that each each day of practice was harder and harder and, and um, you know, that they were pushing themselves and that that, um, that hard work came to fruition. Hop, the defense, I almost hate to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it, has taken up a bend-but-don't-break attitude sometimes. Do you see it that way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because we got some really talented kids over there. Some of our best athletes are on defense. Um, you know, and a lot of people don't think, you know, I had to come in at halftime last week and talk to Coach Coral, and I said, hey, you know, I'm not getting on you. You guys are doing a really good job. But, you know, Rose Holman had 20 more snaps than us in the first half, and it was the hottest day of, of the month, and, you know, we got guys who were a little thin on defense, and these guys are running man-to-man. Um, you know, uh, Rose Holman runs high-tempo, you know, fast-tempo offense, and they ran 20 more plays than our offense. And, you know, sure, we're up 12 at halftime, but, you know, our defense, we had two guys, all of a sudden two of our secondary guys were out. You know, one's getting an ice bath because of heat. One has a concussion. One, you know, all of a sudden, but you know, shed some blood. But, yeah, they, their attitude um, – Though definitely has come through, and like you said, that been but don't break, you know, where, you know, their back's against the wall, which it is a lot. And, you know, they practice against the same offense you see on Saturday, so I think they've developed some of that through that as well, that, hey, you know, they're, they're going to get some plays, and, um, you know, they're used to seeing our offense get plays in practice, so I think they're used to that, and it, and it helps have a one-down of a, at-a-time attitude. Corey Harden's been a beast. Can he play any better? Um... <laughs> You know, I, I think I have to say yes, he could play better. But yeah, I mean, he he's a hell of a worker and a good leader and and um, great kid. I mean, I mean, hell, he's probably twenty three, but you know, he's um, does a great job for us. And his work ethic throughout the week definitely pays off in, in terms of the every down. And you know, he's on uh, punt team, and then he played just about every snap on Saturday. So you know, they they played nearly a hundred defensive snaps, and I think he was on 90-something of them. So, um, But tough kid and, and, and does really well for us in the middle. And the linebackers, Sullivan and Julius Fisher, boy, they have just been beasts this year too. Yeah, same thing. And, and you know, so these guys are, again, playing 90-something snaps a game and, um, you know, after losing Nate Stone for the year and still trying to develop some depth, you know, at all the positions on defense, you know, the guys that are playing are playing a ton of, of football right now. So they definitely get tired and we're working on that depth, but we're also just working on getting them used to that, you know, and conditioning them to play a whole game. Yeah, I said during the broadcast last week that Glines and Tomlin are on the same page, it seems, on everything. Are you seeing it that way, too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think there there's a great connection between those two. and um, But a lot of that is I think they're connected through their competitiveness. I mean, both those guys are winners. You know, both those guys, I mean, that's they love to compete, and they, they love that challenge, and they love being challenged, so especially in big games. So I think they just naturally find each other because of that. You've got Earlham this week. Of course, their number is 46. They haven't won. You've always said, ever since I've known you, that you had a coach tell you one time they they put on the pads the same way they practice every 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 day the same way. So tell me, what is this team going to do to Earlham team that you expect out of them? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing when you go against teams like this that, you know, what do they have to lose? You know, I mean, 47 games in a row, great. I mean, at this point, I mean, they have nothing to lose and they play that way. You know, they, they try a bunch of different things. They'll, you know, they usually expose weaknesses. You know, a lot of times they'll look at what a team's weakness is and just try to expose that and, and hope it keeps them in the game. You know, last year or last week they played a Bluffton team who beat us last year um, and it was 7 nothing at halftime. You know, I mean, they, they hung right with Bluffton for a while and so this team's getting a little closer and a little closer to getting back into in, into games in the Heartland Conference. And, you know, with our guys just really, we've just focused this week on, you know, playing our best game where we feel like even throughout the conference and, and not just Earlham, that if we're playing our best football, that it's going to take a heck of a football team to take us down. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Dave Mitchell back here at Darrell Bean Stadium on the campus of Earlham College. Glad to have you along today on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we have got the undefeated Mount St. Joseph Lions in the Heartland Conference 1-0 coming in 2-1 overall taking on Earlham College today it's their alumni day and uh, they are packing it in here today they've got over nine events going on in this college here today uh, besides this football game going on here at Darrell Bean Stadium Earlham coming in in the middle of that 46 game losing streak they are 0-33 under head coach Nick Johnson and his fourth year, so the Lions don't want to be the team that ends up Earlham winning and and uh, breaking that losing streak against. The Lions won the coin toss, but they deferred to the second half, so Earlham will get the football to start the second half, or the uh, first half of action here today from Darrell Bean Stadium. Wind blowing out of the south here at Darrell Bean, and Tell you one thing, it is an absolute gorgeous day for football. There is no sun in sight. It's an overcast sky, but that's what you want for a football game. Temperature about 60 degrees here today, and that's what it's going to be like for the Lions taking on the Quakers here today. Let's take a look at that Mount St. Joseph defense that will start out on the field today. Spencer Kandra, number 94, will be at one defensive end, 95 I should say. He's out of Cincinnati, a 6'3", 220-pound junior. Corey Harden at one defensive tackle spot, the 6'3", senior out of Louisville, number 99. Zach Taylor, the nose guard, number 98, 6'4", senior out of West Carrollton. Logan Bright, number 97 at defensive end, a senior, 6'4", 220-pounder out of Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. The linebackers are Sean Sullivan and Julius Fisher. The Sullivan is a junior, Fisher a sophomore out of St. Mary's, Ohio. Gavin Edmondson uh, will start today, but he's probably not going to play a whole heck of a lot. Taylor Hanna, 
Peyton Williams, Tavon Robertson, and Troy Speakman will be at the defensive backfield positions. Porter will approach the football. The Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen, and it will be taken in by Elijah Bilal. And Bilal's going to take it out right at the goal line across the 10 to the 15, and he's going to be stopped at the 19-yard line, and that is where Earlham will start the ball game first and 10 from their own 19, and immediately we've got a problem, I believe, with the clock or where they're going to spot the football. Your officials for today's game, Brandon Bushy is the referee, the umpire Mark Nagel, Chris Kleifchen is the headlinesman, the line judge Don Disney, the side judge is Amanda Bender, the field judge Kyle Hunt, and the back judge is Drew Frawley. Starting out at quarterback today is going to be Colin Housechild. Housechild is going to pump fake to the right and then throw it out into the left flat, and it is complete across the 15 to the 20 to the 21-yard line. And the pass is complete to Zachary Baylor. Baker, excuse me, Zachary Baker, the freshman out of Spring, Texas, made the first catch of the ball game. And it brings up second down and seven after a three-yard gain on the play. Now out of the pistol formation, Housechild with Taylor to the right of him. Housechild going to hand it off to Taylor off the left side. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped immediately on the play. Lions got good penetration on the defensive line, and Spencer Kandra got in there to drop Taylor for a four-yard loss back to the 18-yard line, and it brings up third down and 12. Boy, nice job by the Lions' defensive line to get in there. Now they'll come in with a nickelback situation. By the way, number 35 today, Austin Carter getting his first chance to play in the starting position. He's a freshman out of Bethel Tate High School in Bethel, Ohio, taking the place of Richardson today. Dropping back Housechild. Housechild is going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is complete. Across the middle to Chancey Cothran, but Cothran is going to be shy of the first down. Took it back out to about the 23-yard line. It'll bring up third down six and punting time for the Quakers. You can tell the wind blowing here at Darrell Bean Stadium. It is blowing to the backs of the Quakers. In to punt the football away for Earlham. Well, let's check and see who that is. It looks like it's going to be... Aaron Crichton. Crichton is going to punt the football away. Now check that. It's going to be Jordan Christian. Christian punts it away. It'll be taken in by Speakman at the 33. Cuts to the left of the 40. 45, 50. 45, 40. Up the left side to the 30. 25, 20. 15. Cuts back to the middle. Dives to the pylon of the end zone. Is he in? Yes. Touchdown. Speakman runs it back 67 yards on the first punt of the ball game. And the Lions take the lead. By a score of 6 nothing with 12.45 to go in this first quarter of play. His first return for a score here this year. But Speakman, boy, he's come close. And that time, he finally broke it. Took it 67 yards to the house. Lions will now attempt the extra point. Porter, we told you how he was booming the football in warm-ups. Good snap. Porter puts it up, and it is good. 12.45 left to go in the first quarter of play. Your score from Richmond, Indiana. It is now the Mount St. Joseph Lions 7 and Earlham nothing. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. 
The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game, starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Dave Mitchell back here at Darrell Bean Stadium. While you were away, Jerry Porter kicked it off, and Elijah Bilal fair caught the kickoff at the 10-yard line, so that will move Earlham out to the 25, and that's where they'll start on their second possession, first and 10, going from right to left across your computer screen. Bilal comes out wide to the left-hand side. Malcolm Jones slot left. Out wide to the right is Zachary Baker. Housechild, still the quarterback. He's going to hand it off to Baker right up the middle. Baker takes it across the 25. He's going to be out to about the 28-yard line. Call it a gain of three, maybe four yards on the carry. They might spot him out to the 29. And it brings up second down. And six yards to go for a Quaker first down. Boy, Speakman just an electrifying return. He caught the wedge around the left side around midfield, and he was gone. Split receivers out on both sides. Baker, the running back, to the right of Housechild, out of the pistol. He drops back. He's going to throw it into the flat on a bubble screen, complete to Zachary Baker, but he's immediately taken down by Speakman. Flag thrown in the defensive backfield, and there may be a hold against the Quakers on that bubble screen. We'll wait and see. Baker got absolutely no yardage whatsoever. One of the offensive linemen for the Quakers is signaling that it's against the Lions as the officials talk things over around the spot of the flag. And now we'll get an explanation and see what the flag is. Illegal block. Chop block. Illegal block called against Earlham. So you heard the officials say the block was made downfield more than five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. So the Lions are going to decline the penalty, though, since they stopped the pass right at the line of scrimmage, and it will bring up third down and seven from the 29-yard line. 12.02 left to go in this first quarter of play. Lions lead it seven to nothing. Receivers out wide on both sides. Split two on one. Two on the other, dropping back house child. He's going to throw it into the flat, and it is incomplete to Elijah Bilal. It just simply went right through his hands. And the incompletion brings up fourth down and time for the Quakers to punt it away. And that was not good news the last time they did that. Jordan Christian is the punter out of right here in Richmond, Indiana, 6'2", 205-pound junior. And Troy Speakman, about the same spot where he started the last time. For the TD. Sets up shop at about his own 35-yard line to receive this punt. Christian's going to punt it away with his wind to his back. He 
takes a look downfield, now gets a spinning punt that will be taken in by Speakman at the 27. Cuts to the 30, and then he's going to be wrapped up at the 32 and brought down immediately. That time the Quakers got down there and left no place for Speakman to go on the play. Tackle made by Kobe Walker. Walker out of Richmond, Indiana also. Junior, 210-pounder. So the Lions, for the first time today, despite being up 7 nothing, will come up to the line of scrimmage for on offense. Roberts comes out wide to the right. A.J. Glein slot right. Remember, he had 14 catches last week. And Chayton Tomlin, who had seven touchdown passes last week, takes the snap, throws it out into the flat, and it is complete on the play. And it's cut at number 40 to the, to the 40-yard line, to the 45-yard line. Chase Pankey with the reception. And he's caught, cut down at the 45-yard line, so the Lions showing a different formation that time. They lined up Panky in the backfield. And now coming in is Newman. Newman now, after not starting, they put Panky in the backfield. Now Newman lines up to the right of Tomlin. Blind slot right. Panky's going to move in motion. They're going to get it off to Panky on the shovel pass. Panky running the jet around the right side across the 45 to the 50. He's going to be brought down inside Earlham territory at the 48-yard line, just inside the 48. And that'll bring up second down and about two yards to go as the clock continues to move. 11 minutes to go in this first quarter. Panky now goes out wide left. Cooper Earl slot left. Glines and Roberts are out here to the right side on the near side. Empty backfield. Out to the left-hand side for the Lions is Jaron Tunstall. In at one of the slots. Dropping back is Tomlin. Good protection. Throws over the middle. Complete. That goes to Roberts. Roberts on a crossing pattern. Gets it inside the 45 to the 40. Dives forward and goes out of bounds at about the 31-yard. Make it the 30-yard line. Gain of 12 on the catch and a first down for the Lions. Boy, the officials are keeping this game fast moving. The sticks haven't even moved, and the head referee, Brandon Bushy, already had started the clock. Now the sticks get set. Lions line up first and ten at their own th- at the 35 of Earlham. Tomlin looking things over. Now he'll take the snap. Lowers it out to the right-hand side. Complete to Roberts. Gets a block by Glines. Cuts it across the 30. Dives forward inside the 25-yard line. Lions offense continuing to move the football. That's the problem with defenses against the Lions. They just don't know who to pick up as far as the receivers are concerned. Not only do you have Panky, Glines, and Roberts, but you've also got Earls that comes in off the bench and Nick Murphy. Glines and Roberts out to the right-hand side. Earls and Panky out to the left-hand side. Tomlin looks to his left. He's going to throw the fade to Panky in the corner of the end zone. He's got it. Does he complete it? Incomplete. He dropped the football. Panky just could not complete the catch. Rolling over in the end zone. So the incompletion brings up second down and 10 from the 24 of Earlham. Boy, Chayton has just thrown the ball on target all year long. And that one was on target. Panky just could not bring it into the breadbasket. Paul Miner into the ballgame now. He's going to line up at a wing on the right side. Roberts out wide to the right. Newman lines up out of the pistol to the left of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Handoff goes to Newman right up the middle. He's going to cut it inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Gain of five on the carry from the freshman from Texas. 
And it brings up second down, five, with nine and a half remaining to go in this first quarter of play. At halftime, we're going to try something new. I'll let you know what it is on the next break. Newman to the right of Tomlin out of the pistol. Roberts to the right. Glines lot left this time. They're going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete to Paul Miner. Boy, he was wide open and just didn't look the ball in. And on fourth and five, Lions see what they do. They're going to take the offensive unit out. And I believe they're going to go for the field goal. They will. We told you about Porter booming them in the pregame. And let's see. They're going to give him the opportunity. They'll spot the ball at the 27-yard line. Just inside the 27, making this one a 37-yard attempt on fourth and five into the wind. Lions looking at the field goal. Porter gets it away, kicks it off, and he cuts it, sliced it off to the left. No good. 9.01 left to go in the first quarter. It's now the Lions 7, Earlham nothing. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. House Child still the quarterback. He's going to throw it up deep against Bilal, and it is going to be intercepted. And then a flag is thrown at the spot of the interception. Tyler Hanna jumped the route, and I think they're going to get Hanna for some pass interference up this left-hand side. Hanna jumped the route, intercepted the pass, but they're going to say that there was some contact up the side before Hannah could make the interception. That's a shame. I'm not going to say it was a bad call, but and it will be pass interference against Tyler. Hannah's wondering what he did and in all honesty, that was what that was a play that you probably could have let go and nobody would have argued either way. The ball was underthrown to Bilal and Hannah just jumped the route. Ended up intercepting it, but they're going to say that he shoved off on the play while doing it. So, the 15-yard penalty takes it out to the 35-yard line. First and 10 for the Quakers, their initial first down of the day. Dropping back Housechild. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tried to go over the middle to Malcolm Jones, and Housechild led him just a little too far. Good defensive coverage by Tavon Robertson for the Lions. And it brings up second down and 10 yards to go. Coming up at halftime, Matt Morris is down on the sideline. He's gonna, we're gonna try to have him ask a couple questions of head coach Tyler Hopperton walking off the field. That'll be coming up at halftime. So hopefully with all this technological equipment that we have up here, maybe we can get that to work. Hand off to Baker around the right side. He's gonna be hit behind the line and dropped for a four yard loss back to the 31 yard line. Zach Taylor coming in and making the play for the Lions. Boy, he did a nice job of penetrating in there. Logan Bright also got in there on the tackle, making it third down and 13 yards to go. Total offense obviously going right towards Mount St. Joseph in this game. 
time of possession. So far, the Lions have that. And heading it right up the field is Hauschild. Hauschild cuts it to the right, across the 40, out to the 45. He's run out of bounds near midfield, and he's going to pick up the first down on an 18-yard scamper. He just kept that off the right tackle and surprised the Lions' defense and picks up the first down right at midfield. Nice play call by the Quakers. They are down 7 to nothing. 7.54 remaining to go in this first quarter. Trips out to the near side. Bilal is wide to the left. Malcolm Jones slot left. And they're going to throw the ball out to Jones. And Jones picks up a block and then hit at the 48 and driven back by Julius Fisher. Boy, he sniffed that thing coming and he just went right out and caught up with Jones as soon as he caught the football. Just about a half a yard gain. Just outside the 49 in Mount St. Joseph territory. Brings up second down and a nine and a half yards to go for a first. Out wide to the right-hand side is Baker. Baker out to the right with Cothran also. And then out to the left-hand side is Baker. Snap goes over the head of Hauschild. Inside the 30, he's going to have to fall on it at the 27-yard line. Boy, oh boy, he just lost 24 yards on that play on the snap over his head. Takes it all the way back to the, they're going to say he finally jumped on it at about the 29-yard line. And that will bring up third down. It's going to be third down and about 31 yards to go from their own 29-yard line for the Quakers. They've got trips out to the near side, empty backfield out of the shotgun. Now they're going to move Jones in motion to the right-hand side and put trips on the right-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark. Housechild's going to drop back, throw a bubble screen, knocked in the air, and almost intercepted by the Lions. But nobody could find the football. Went up in the air, and nobody could track it down. Nice defensive play by Peyton Williams out there. He, If he'd have turned his back... He probably could have made the interception, but nonetheless, it brings up fourth and 31, and another punt coming up for the Quakers. Christian coming in to punt the football away, and Speakman back set to return, and it's a high end over end kick away from Speakman that's going to bounce past Speakman, but he's going to pick it up near the 20-yard line. Back pedals to the 15. Now he's going to be hit at the 17 and dropped right there. Boy, what a great punt by Christian of 58 yards. Nice punt by Christian. He got a great roll, and Speakman had to go back and pick it up. Lions will take it over first and 10, and they'll have it at their own 17-yard line. They are on top of it here, 7 to nothing. On an overcast day with 6.02 left to go in the first quarter of action. Newman to the right of Tomlin. Receivers split out on both sides. Dropping back Tomlin throws it out into the flat complete to Newman. Newman around a good block by Glines. He's going to be cut down at the 19 yard line. Nice defensive play by Earlham's Isaac Almeida. Almeida out of El Paso, Texas. So one Texan tackles the other and it brings up second down nine yards to go for a Lion first down. Paul Miner into the ball game. He's going to line up in the backfield with Newman, both on either side of Tomlin. Trip receivers, Tomlin 
He's going to take the snap. Drop straight back. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw it deep. He's got Panky completed midfield to the 45. Cuts to the near side. He's got it at the 40. Cuts back inside to the 30. To the 25. To the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Panky. What some moves by Panky taking it all the way down the field for the score of 79 yards on the pass completion and a touchdown for the Lions and they lead it with 5.13 to go in this first half, first quarter, 13 to nothing. Boy, Panky, after he caught the ball in midfield, had to put on a couple of moves and once he did and got past the secondary, he was gone. Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. He's hit one today and missed a field goal. Hold is down, kick is up, and Porter drills it through the uprights. 5.13 to go in this first quarter of play. Your score, it is now Mount St. Joseph 14, Earlham nothing. It's Save Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new compass for only $1.99 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $1.99, only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, the Lions on a couple of big plays. One by Troy Speakman and the other by Chance Pankey, Chase Pankey. Lead it now 14 to nothing with 5-13 left to go in the first quarter of play. Porter drills it up the field. Bilal's going to take it in at his four. And it looked like he, well, he never raised his hand for a fair catch. But then he kind of stopped and then decided to run. And the officials went ahead and called him a fair catch. They gave him the benefit of the fair catch, even though he didn't put his hand up in the air. And the referee, Brandon Bushy, walks over and talks to him about it. So I'm not sure if he wanted the fair catch or not, but the officials gave it to him, and it'll also give Earlham the football first and ten at the 25. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Zachary Baker. Trips to the near side with Bilal all the way out wide left. Baker in the backfield, that's Malcolm Baker, to the right of Housechild. And he's going to throw it out in the left-hand side, complete to the other Baker, or excuse me, to Jones, Malcolm Jones, and Jones takes it outside the 25 to the 26-yard line. So that was about a 20-yard pass, but only a yard gain. And it brings up second down and nine yards to go for the Quakers. Housechild, four of eight passing today for 11 yards. Out wide to the right-hand side, Zachary Baker. Trips out to the right-hand side. And the handoff goes, fake handoff. Housechild's going to throw it sidearm, tried to get it to Bilal, but there was nothing there, so he threw it over his head incomplete. And it brings up third down and nine yards to go for a Quaker first down. This has been all Mount St. Joseph, and that was one of the keys to the ball game. They needed to come out and smack this Quaker's team right in the mouth immediately 
and leave no doubt that they could win this football game. Wide right, Zach Baker. Slot right is Malcolm Jones Bilal out to the left-hand side. Housechild looking for Bilal. Throws it over the middle, incomplete. He had a receiver, Cothran, over the middle. And Cothran's yelling for the flag, saying that he got held up at the line of scrimmage. But that's where he was, was at the line of scrimmage, so they could hold him all he wanted. And he couldn't get to the pass. Brings up fourth down nine, and Jordan Christian will come in and punt the football away for the maroon and white of Earlham. Lions today in their all-white uniforms with dark blue numerals and gold trim. Earlham in their maroon tops, white bottoms, and white helmets. Good snap to Christian. Gets a high end-over-end kick. Speakman lets it hit at the 35. Bounces inside the 30 and will be downed at the 24-yard line. It's going to be a 50-yard punt for Jordan Christian. And it's first down, 10 yards to go for the Lions at their own. Let's see where they finally put the football down. I believe it's going to be at the 18. That's where they'll spot it, right down at the 18. Makes it a 51-yard punt. So first and 10 for the Lions at their own 51-yard, or at their own 23-yard line with 4-12 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. They lead it 14 to nothing. Receivers out wide on both sides. Newman to the left of Tomlin. Paul Miner, tight end right. And the handoff goes to Newman right up the middle. Now cuts to the left-hand side outside the 25 to the 26. Struggles forward. Maybe got to the 27-yard line. And they may give him his forward progress out to the 28. It's going to be a gain of about five yards for Newman. They are going to give him the 28. Brings up second down, five yards to go. Nick Murphy into the ball game now for the first time. He's slot right in between Roberts and Glines. Tight end left is Miner. Newman in the backfield. Fake handoff. They're going to throw it out to the left-hand side. Miner completed the 40. He's got the first down. Bowls over a defensive back and gets it out to the 44-yard line. Paul Miner, a little bit more of the into the offensive game plan here today for Caleb Carrill. Dropped the first pass, but that one made a nice catch and picked up the first down out to the 44-yard line. 3.18 and running left to go in the first quarter. Tomlin out of the shotgun now. Trips out to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. He's got two receivers out wide left. And now he takes the snap. Chayton looks over the middle. Now looks out to the left, and it is complete on the play. Across the 50, down to the 48-yard line. Nice catch by the Lions. Devin Bradley. Bradley coming up with the catch number 25. The sophomore out of Lawrenceville, Georgia. Picks up eight on that reception. Second and two. Bradley now will leave the ball game. Lions with Paul Miner tying his shoe. Lines up at the wing left. Bradley's going to stay in the game. He's out wide to the left-hand side. Receivers Roberts and Glines out to the right. Fake handoff. Throw over the middle. Bounced away. Knocked down right at the line of scrimmage. Tomlin's pass got batted down by R.J. Scott. And it brings up third and two. Now Miner will check out, and the Lions will go with that four-receiver set. They bring in Cooper Earls. Bradley's going to stay in the game. He goes out wide to the left. you got Glines, Earls, and Roberts out wide to the right. Ball on the far hash mark. Kobe Newman 
to the right of Tomlin out of the pistol. Third and two. Tomlin from the 48. Hand off to Newman right up the middle. Got the first down inside the 45. Dives forward to the 41-yard line. Gain of nine on the carry for Newman and a first down for the Lions. 2.19 to go in this first quarter of play. They lead it 14 to nothing. Lions offense so far has been methodical. They have just moved the football whenever they've had it. Tomlin with Newman off to the left-hand side. Bradley stays in. Tomlin looks to the right. It's going to be complete to Roberts. Roberts collects it in at the 40, cuts it to the 35, and a flag thrown by the back judge about 30 yards away, thrown near the line of scrimmage, and let's see what the call's going to be. The where it's thrown, it would appear to be something against the Lions, but normally you don't see the back judge call something that near the line of scrimmage. It's more of a defensive secondary or offensive pass interference situation, but this time, boy, he threw it, the back judge threw it from 30 yards back toward the line of scrimmage, and now they're still talking with the officials, and now they'll break the huddle, and let's see what they decide the penalty will be. No flag. Now they're going to say that it was not offensive pass interference. However, the back judge is going to continue to note it. <laughs> so, through the flag, and they're going to continue to write the notes on it in the little notebook there. So, it brings up second down, four yards to go, ball at the Earlham 35-yard line. Tomlin with Newman to the right. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Lions. On second and two, dropping back is Tomlin. Looks over the middle. Plenty of time. Dumps it off. He's got Murphy. Murphy at the 30. 25-20. Up the right side to the 15. He stepped out of bounds just prior to reaching the 15 at the 17-yard line. Nice job. 18 yards on the reception by Nick Murphy. And the Lions have it first and 10 at the Earlham 17-yard line. Boy, Tomlin, 9, make it 10 of 13 passing today. For 163 yards so far in this first half. Like we said, he, this entire offense has just been methodical. Receivers out wide on both sides. Newman in the backfield, dropping straight back Tomlin. Tomlin looks into the right corner of the end zone. He's got Roberts completed to two and he steps out of bounds. Grayson caught it right at the two yard line. That's another first down for the Lions and it'll be goal to go. Right at the two. Now for the Lions to really be a championship team, this is where they need to punch the ball in. They're going to put him just outside the two. They've got Newman to the left. Tomlin's still out of the pistol. Roberts out to the right-hand side, and let's see if the Lions decide to just rely on their offensive line here to put this ball into the end zone on first and goal from just inside the three. Tomlin's going to throw for it. He's got Grayson Roberts, got hogtied, and it was incomplete. Could not break away from the DB Cole Burrell from Arcanum, Ohio. So Burrell did a nice job of tying up Roberts right at the line of scrimmage, and Roberts couldn't get away to catch the pass. Second down, goal to go for the Lions from the Earlham three-yard line. Newman to the left of Tomlin this time. Tomlin will take the snap. Hand off to Newman off right tackle. Now fake handoff. Then he throws it into the end zone to Roberts. Complete touchdown. And Burrell is screaming for an offensive pass interference, and he will get no call. 
touchdown Lions, and now they lead it 20 to nothing with 30.3 seconds to go in this first quarter. Lions up 20 to nothing, and Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Boy, the Lions just moved the football right down the field with surgical precision, and they lead it now by 20. Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Wind cross-bucking him now, and he'll put it up, and it is good. 30.3 seconds to go in the first quarter. Your score now, Mount St. Joseph 21, Earlham nothing. A ways back, Buddy LaRosa had a problem. He couldn't find tomatoes sweet enough for his family recipe pizza sauce. No tomatoes, no sauce. No sauce? Are you kidding? So, Buddy trekked to California and tasted tomatoes until he struck red gold. Bingo! Dad really went the extra mile to save our sauce. Try 3,000. A lot's changed, but going to great lengths for our 40 menu items? That never will. Good is never good enough. That's what makes us LaRosa's. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Well, a couple of scores. Akron is losing to Iowa State 23-13 to in the Heartland Conference so far. Hanover with two minutes to go in the first half. Leading Bluffton 21-3. Defiance over Anderson. The Yellow Jackets have come back to take a 14-6 lead with 36 seconds to go in the half. And Manchester Rose Hallman will be played tonight at 7 o'clock. We've told you Franklin has the day off. Franklin's going to be playing Rose Hallman next Saturday. Porter will kick it off. And back set to return, Corey Peters. And it'll be taken in by the man on the left, Connor Bray. Bray will take it in at the 10. Cuts it to the center of the field to the 15. Dives forward. He's going to get to the 20-yard line before he is dropped down right there. By the Lions, Colin Matt. Matt with the tackle. First and ten for Earlham from their own 20-yard line. And they have done virtually nothing offensively in this first quarter of action. Howchild is 4 of 10 passing for 11 yards in the ball game. Matter of fact, his best play was an 18-yard scamper. Howchild with Baker. To the left of him, hands it off to Baker, right up the middle. Now cuts it out to the left-hand side. He's going to take it across the 20, out to the 24. So Baker found nothing up the middle, bounced it to the outside, and picked up four on the carry, and that should do it for the end of the first quarter of play, and it will. As we head into the second period, your score is now Mount St. Joseph 21 and Earlham nothing. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. This is why we love sports. It's in the way they play, free from the pressures and all the money talk. Playing for simply the love of the game, where everyone has a shot at their definition of success on and off the field. This is what we love about sports, and what we can still love about college sports.
Dave Mitchell back here at Darrell Bean Stadium and on the campus of Earlham College. Earlham now going from left to right across your computer screen. They're going to go right into the teeth of the wind. How's child? With Baker to the right of him. Baker leads the team in rushing yardage. Just picked up four in the carry. He's going to get it again right up the middle. Takes it across the 25 out near the 30-yard line. Another gain of close to five. And he's going to be shy of the first down by about a yard. Lions lead it 21 to nothing. A Troy Speakman touchdown run on a punt return. Chase Panky, big Reception for a touchdown, and then Grayson Roberts from the three picking up a TD. And the Lions lead it by three scores. Housechild on third and one with Baker to the right of him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now Baker rolls out to the right. They're going to throw it to Baker on the right-hand side. He's going to take it across the 30, got the first down, broke a couple of tackles across the 35 and run out of bounds at the 38-yard line. Boy, nice play designed by the Quakers. And it gives them a first down at their own 38. Baker went out of the backfield. I think that confused the Lions' defense. They expected Baker to come right back at them. Trips out to the far side for the Quakers. That's Cothran. Jones and Bilal is out. Now hand off to Baker right up the middle. He takes it across the 40, scoots to the right side, and he'll be brought down. At the 41-yard line. Boy, there's a lot of scuffling going on around that offensive line. The Lions defensive lineman, David Guck, was getting into it with another one of the offensive linemen, Michael Dallas. But the officials broke that up and no flags were thrown. Second down seven after a gain of three by Baker. Again, trips out to the far side. Matter of fact, out of that trips, they've got two receivers stacked at the slot. Dropping back Housechild. He's going to throw it out into the right flat, and it is complete on the right-hand side to Corey Peters. Peters at the 42-yard line takes it out to the 45. Gain of four on the pass completion. Housechild right now has completed six passes in the ballgame. That's still way shy of what they did last week of 35 against Bluffton. Third down, three yards to go for the Quakers. Bilal... Goes out wide to the left. Jones slot left. Cothran at the wing left. Two receivers out wide to the right out of the shotgun. Dropping back is Housechild, and he throws it out on the right side, and it is complete to Zachary Baker at the 48-yard line. He's going to be close to a first down, and I think he's got it. Are they going to call it? Well, I'll tell you what. I've seen... (laughs) It looks from here like he's got the first down based upon where the ball sat and the sticks across the right side are set up. It looks like he's got the first down, but they're going to call it fourth down. I've seen worse called firsts. Let's just put it that way. Baker to the left. It's a big fourth down play for the Lions. Housechild is going to hand it off to Baker. Baker's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 46. Thank you to the officials for not giving them that first down or bringing in the sticks to measure. The Lions are going to take over the football on downs at the 46-yard line of Earlham. Did you think he had the first down? Looked like to me he had the first down on, on third down. Ball just outside the 46. We're pretty much right across the way from it, and 
But we said it last week. I've said it during high school and college games. We have not seen the officials, and I don't know if it's a point of emphasis this year, measure at all. There have been no measurements this year that I have seen. Dropping back Tomlin out of the empty backfield. He's going to throw it out of the right flat to Glines. Glines has got the catch across the 45 and down to the 40-yard line. Gain of six for A.J. And it brings up second down. And they're going to give him inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. So a gain of seven, second down, and seven and three yards to go. Tomlin now with Bagnoli is into the ball game, off to the left-hand side of him. Receivers split on both sides on second down three for the Lions. Now Glines is going to move in motion to the near side. Tomlin will take the snap. Handoff goes right up the middle across the 40 to the 30, to 35 to the 30, and diving forward to the 29-yard line is, I believe that's Tri- Trevor Tomey. Trevor Tomey with the run. This is the first that we've seen him in the backfield this year, unless we've got a number change that we didn't know about. But Tomey picked up the first down, down inside the 30 to the 29-yard line, and there's a man down for Earlham. We're going to take a break here with an injury timeout. Your score from Earlham College, 11-11 to go in this first half. It's now 21 to nothing, Mount St. Joseph. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. So the Lions with first down, 10 yards to go after the injury timeout, have it at the 29-yard line of Earlham, looking to go up by four scores. Tomey to the right of Tomlin, and Tomlin's going to take the snap. Fake handoff, looks to the right, now looks down the middle. He's got a receiver complete. Murphy at the 15 to the 10, dives to the 5. Murphy caught that pass, juggled it, but he still had enough time to collect it in at about the 10 and then ran down to the 5-yard line. That's a 14-yard completion and another first down for the Lions. Boy, a nice throw by Chayton, and he had plenty of time to look things over. Tomlin now 14 of 18 passing today, 217 yards through the air for the Lions, and two touchdowns. Tomey will stay in the backfield, now lining up in the backfield, as the Lions are going to go to their jumbo package. First time we've seen this is Andrew Renan. And the handoff is going to go... I think they tried to throw the ball to Renan, and it was knocked down at the line of scrimmage incomplete. And it brings up second down. Lions have got Andrew Renan, a guard normally, lining up in the backfield out of Northwest High School in Cincinnati. He's 6'1", 225-pound sophomore. He's lined up at a wing. Tomey in the backfield. Hand off to Tomey. Right behind Renan. He's going to follow Renan right up his back and take it inside the five to the four-yard line. Gain of about two on the carry. And it will bring up third down and goal to go. Now Tomey is out of the ballgame. Newman in. Paul Miner's going to check in also. 
Let's see if he comes in for Renan or if they're going to go with a jumbo package. Nope, Renan's going to leave the ball game. So the Lions answer to the refrigerator back with the Bears in the 80s. Newman to the right. Minor tight end left. Fake hand off to Newman. Rolling out to the right is Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw it into the back end of the end zone. Earl's touchdown in the back end. Cooper Earl's just cut inside the DB. Came back to the football and caught the touchdown pass from four yards out. It's the third TD pass of the day for the junior quarterback of Mount St. Joseph, Chayton Tomlin. And with 9.25 to go in the first half of play, it's now 27 to nothing. Lions on top of it. And Jerry Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. He has done well here today. Puts that one up, and it is good. 9.25 to go in this first half. Your score It's now Mount St. Joseph 28, Earlham nothing. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Lions on top of a 28 to nothing. Dave Mitchell here with you on Ultimate Sports Talk. Jerry Porter will kick it away. In the third quarter, 8.50 to go in it. Hanover is leading Bluffton 21 to 3. That one's sort of an upset there. The Lions will be going to Bluffton next week. And Defiance with 12.05 to go in the third on top of Anderson. 14 to 6. Porter kicks it off. High end over end kick. It's going to be taken in by Connor Bray. Bray takes it to the 10, to the 15. He's going to be stacked up and brought down right there by a horde of Lion tacklers, including Colby Newman and Sean Sullivan. So Earlham will start first and 10 at their own 15 yard line. And they have, their last possession was the first time that they really showed any semblance of an offensive attack. Let's see what they can do on this possession with 9.19 to go in the first half. We'll talk with Coach Tyler Hopperton with Matt Morris coming up at the half here. Hopefully it will work out. You know what happens with live radio. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back house child. He's going to throw it. It is incomplete and almost intercepted by Peyton Williams. Oh, boy. Boy, he jumped the route. Check it, and that was not Peyton. That was Tyler Hanna. He jumped the route, and Tyler just dropped the football. He could see six in his visor. So the incompletion brings up second down ten at the 15. Tyler's just got to shake it off now. Baker to the right of Housechild in the pistol formation. Baker's going to get the handoff. Cuts it off the right side. He's going to be hit at the 15 and brought down at the 15. Harden in on the tackle. Along with Spencer Kandra. Brings up third down. Call it 10 yards to go. Ball just outside the 15-yard line. 28 to nothing. Lions on top of it. 8.50 remaining. 
in the first half of action. Also coming up at halftime, Pat Coleman and Keith McMillan are going to preview the Mount Union John Carroll game. That coming up on their D3 podcast. That'll be at halftime here. Third down, 10 yards to go. House Child barking out the signals. Drops straight back. Good protection. Going to throw it out into the flat to Baker. Complete it to 10. Cuts it back, and he's going to be hit at the 11 and dropped at the 12. A loss of three. And it brings up fourth down for Earlham. Bring up fourth and 13 yards to go from their own 13-yard line, and they'll have to punt it away from the... Well, the close to the goal line. And Troy Speakman will drop back near midfield to run this one back. He's already got one punt return today of about 67 yards. Jordan Christian is going to get the punt away. Low sidewind kick. It's going to go out of bounds somewhere near the 40-yard line. They'll say it's going to go out of bounds at the 43 yard line, so a 32-yard punt for Christian. And the Lions take it over in Earlham territory for the second straight possession at the Quakers 43. So the Lions come out. Cooper Earls is going to go out wide to the right-hand side. A.J. Glines lines up wing right. Paul Miner tight end left. And Grayson Roberts wide left. Colby Newman back into the ball game at the tailback position, just to the left of Chayton Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Fake handoff to Newman. Tomlin drops straight back, looks to the right, looks to the left, throws over the middle, complete the glines. He just sat right down at the 28-yard line and caught the football. Gain of 13 on the pass completion and a first down for the Lions with 7.37 remaining in the first half. Lions on the move again. Earls wide right, glines slot right. Nick Murphy into the ballgame now. He's out wide to the left-hand side. Two men in the backfield. you got Chase Pankey and Newman to the right of Tomlin. And Tomlin's going to throw the ball over the middle. Incomplete into the breadbasket of Nick Murphy, and he just dropped the football. Brings up second down, 10 yards to go. Now Paul Miner will step out, and Chase Pankey comes back into the contest. Lions may go with an empty backfield here. Let's see. They seem to be a little confused offensively, and now they're getting the play call in. Now Newman's going to stay into the ball game. He's to the left of Tomlin. Murphy goes out wide to the left-hand side, trips to the right. Tomlin will take the snap on second and ten. Handoff up the middle to Newman to the 25-20. First down, dives inside the 15 to the 14, maybe the 13-yard line on a 16-yard run by Kobe Newman and a first down for the Lions at the Earlham 13-yard line and the drive continues. Boy, the Lions, they have just been completely methodical. I just keep using that word, but that's what it's been. They have just been consistently good throughout this entire first half against Earlham. Receivers out wide on both sides. Newman to the left of Tomlin, ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin is audibleizing at the line of scrimmage. Play clock down to five. 6.35 left to go in the first half. Tomlin drops straight back. Blitz shown by Erlen, but Tomlin gets away from one, throws it into the end zone. A pinky complete touchdown! Oh, did Tomlin call the right play? He saw the blitz coming and rolled away from the blitz and found Panky in the end zone just over the goal line. And for the score, the Lions now lead it 34 to nothing. Great job. 
by Tomlin to buy time for Panky to find himself open in the end zone. And Jerry Porter will come in to attempt the extra point with 6.26 to go in this first half. Lions lead it 34 to nothing. Chayton Tomlin with another touchdown pass. Porter puts that kick up, and it is good. 6.26 to go in the first half. It's now Mount St. Joseph 35 Earlham nothing. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. People just love the quality from effing good chicken tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road in Cincinnati. They use fresh chicken, and it's always hand-breaded with homemade sauces daily. And order the coleslaw. You won't regret it. Ordering out is easy at effing good chicken tenders. Order dinner on Facebook right now or call 451-3000. At effing good chicken tenders, order up a combo, feed the family, or your sudden drop-in guests. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order at 4513000. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. Well, Porter kicks it off, and it will be taken in as a fair catch and be put at the 25-yard line. So that's where Earlham will start out first and 10 at their own 25. Coming up at halftime, Pat Coleman and Keith McMillan are going to preview the Mount Union, John Carroll game. That is always a rivalry between those two ball clubs. Receivers out wide on both sides. Trips to the far side. House Child's going to hand it off the up the middle to Baker. Baker breaks a tackle. Takes it outside the 25 to the 26, 27. And maybe gets it out. They're going to give him his forward progress out to the 30. So a gain of five yards on the carry for Malcolm Baker. Baker so far in the ball, or excuse me, Melvin Davis, excuse me. Davis has got eight rushes so far in the ball game. And 12 yards in the carry. Now Davis is going to go out to the left-hand side. Empty backfield. Some movement on the line. No flags thrown out into the flat to Bilal, and it is complete outside the 30 to the 32-yard line. And Earlham, I believe, is going to take a timeout. Or was there a flag thrown? The side judge was... There is a... It's going to be roughing the passer against the Lions. Now there is... There's the flag thrown all the way back near the quarterback. Didn't even see that. 5.48 left to go in the first half of action. So Housechild gets roughed up. And the 15-yard penalty will give the ball to Earlham. A first down and 10. And they're going to spot it at the 48-yard line, still in Earlham territory. Wind kicking up here at Darrell Bean Stadium. However, it's still a great day for football. Don't have to worry about the sun, overcast skies, and a lot of wind going on. So it's good weather for a football game. How's Child looking at a blitz. Here come the Lions. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side, and it is incomplete. Nice job by Troy Speakman. Speakman may have gotten away with some pass interference, but the way he did it was textbook as far as a corner is concerned. He just put his left hand 
on the outstretched hand of Bilal, but then took his right hand and looked back and was trying to bat down the pass. Corey Harden is talking to the umpire near the football, trying to plead his case for a hold. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. Ball at the 48-yard line, still in Earlham territory. Davis to the right of the quarterback house child. Davis is going to get the handoff. Handoff to Davis, and he's going to take it right up to the 48, maybe to the 49. They may give him a yard on the carry. And it brings up third down, nine yards to go from the 49. And the Lions making wholesale substitutions. Sean Sullivan leaving the ball game, and Austin is back in. Lions are going to go with five DBs on this third and nine. As they look everything over. Receivers out wide on both sides for Earlham. How's Child with Baker to his left. Drops straight back. Now rolls out to the right. Heavy rush. Going to throw it in the flat. Complete to Davis. Davis at the 45 into Mount St. Joseph territory. He's close to a first down, but they'll spot him out at the 45. He's going to be three yards shy of a first down. And it brings up fourth down and three. And what will Earlham decide to do? They're going to bring Housechild back into the lineup. I think they're going to go for it. Down 35 to nothing. 4.23 left to go in this first half. The law goes out wide to the left. Fourth and three. Davis in the backfield with Housechild. Ball in the near hash mark. Housechild. Drops straight back. Rolls to the left. Throws it out complete to Davis. Davis has got it at the 40 and he's got the first down. Making the tackle, Austin Carter coming up from his strong safety weak side linebacker position out of that nickel. Made the tackle, but still a first down for Earlham at the 40-yard line. Earlham right now, what they'd like to do is just get on the scoreboard. They were shut out last week against Bluffton, 34 to nothing, and they're being shut out here with 3.44 remaining to go in the first half. 35 to nothing. Housechild with Davis to the right. Now Davis moves out of the backfield. Housechild's going to keep it himself around the right side. Finds a crease to the 35, brought down at the 32. Gain of eight on the play for Housechild. He doesn't do that much, but so far when he's done it today, it's been successful. He's picked up eight yards on that carry. Had 18 yards on the last carry that way. Second down, two yards to go. 3.05 remaining in this first half. Baker to the left. Excuse me, that's Davis to the left of Housechild. Trips out to the far side. Dropping back Housechild. Throws it out into the flat, and it is complete to Jones. And Jones is going to have the first down at the 29-yard line. That's where his forward progress is stopped. Four yards on the catch. And a first down for the Quakers at the Lions 29. Erlem just trying to get some semblance of an offense going here towards the end of the first half. Two and a half left to go in this first half. Davis to the right of Housechild. They've got three timeouts left, by the way. 
Miles Child drops straight back, looks over the middle, looking for a crossing pattern. Finds Davis out on the right side. He's got it at the 30, inside the 30, down to the 27-yard line. That's a gain of three yards on the catch. Brings up second down, seven yards to go for the Quakers. Just a short little completion with two minutes and running left to go in the first half. Earlham just would like to get something on the board before halftime. Coming out to the right-hand side is Zachary Baker. Out to the left-hand side is Malcolm Jones. Cothran in the slot. Now moving in motion, Bilal out to the left-hand side. Hand off to Davis. Davis off the right side. Hit at the 30 and brought down at the 29. Tavon Robertson and Julius Fisher team up for the tackle. Loss of three brings up third down. Ten yards to go for Earlham from the Lions. 29-yard line. Now what will they do here on third down? They're just letting the clock run now. Because he stepped out of bounds, I guess. They said he was out of bounds. A minute 30, the clock has stopped. Bilal goes out wide to the left. Jones, slot left. Housechild looks everything over. He's got Davis to the left-hand side of him out of the pistol. Drops straight back. Looks over the middle. Now he's going to roll out. Gets into the 30. Cuts into the sideline. And he's going to be run out of bounds at the 26-yard line. Still shy of the first down by about five yards. Brings up fourth down. With a minute 24 remaining to go in this first half, clock stops because he got out of bounds. Now let's see if Earlham decides to take a timeout. They will. Earlham's going to take a timeout. Fourth down and about six yards to go. Your score with a minute 24 left to go in the half. It's Mount St. Joseph 35, Earlham nothing. It's Dave Timber at Jake Sweeney's Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Equinox and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Don't forget, coming up at halftime, Matt Morris will have a talk with head football coach Tyler Hopperton. He's got to be happy with the way this first half has gone. But now it's fourth down, seven yards to go for Earlham. Davis to the left of Housechild. Receivers out split on both sides. On fourth down, seven from the 26. Dropping straight back is Housechild. Jump pass goes to Davis. Davis at the 25. He's going to be hit and dropped right there after a yard gain. And the Lions defense will hold. They'll take it over on downs and take it over at their own 25-yard line with 1.15 remaining to go in this first half and all timeouts left. But I would think that Tyler Hopperton will just take the football and down it. We'll see what he decides to do here, but the Lions are going to have the football to start the second half. Tomlin comes out to the line of scrimmage with a minute 15 to go in the half. 
as they change footballs. See what they decide to do here. They made, they're lining up in an empty backfield, the shotgun. They may decide to try to do something here. Receivers out wide on both sides. Trips to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. Out of the shotgun is Tomlin. Drops straight back. Throws it out into the flat. Complete to Nick Murphy. Murphy at the 25. He got face masked, and he's brought down at the 30. I don't know how in the world nobody saw him get face masked, but they didn't. No flags are thrown. Gain of five and a second down, five yards to go. About twisted his head all the way behind him. Trips out to the far side. Tomlin again out of the shotgun. Drops straight back. He's going to keep it himself up the middle, and he'll be dropped for a yard loss at the 29-yard line. Third down and six yards to go. And again, out of the shotgun. Clock running. 39 seconds to go in the first half. Tomlin drops straight back. Looks over the middle on third and six. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. It is complete to Glines. Glines at midfield and brought down at the 49 of Earlham. And the Lions will use, and let's see if they do use the timeout. The clock is going to stop on the first down. Markers and the official, he's going to set the clock, and the sticks aren't even there yet. Now Tomlin's going to take the snap on first down and ten. Steps into the pocket, throws the ball over the middle, complete to Glines at the 27-yard line of Earlham. And another first down for the Lions with 14.8 seconds to go. This is a clinic. Tomlin just stood stood there, then bounced up into the pressure and threw the ball right over the middle for the first down to the 28-yard line of Earlham. And now the Lions will use their first timeout of this first half. They'll have two remaining. But right now they've got the ball resting at the 28-yard line of Earlham. Take a look at the scores so far out of the Heartland Conference. Hanover still leading Bluffton 21-3 to in the third quarter. No update on that one as of yet. And Defiance still up by 8 over Anderson, 14-6. to That Manchester-Rose-Holman game, as we've told you, will kick off at 7 o'clock tonight. Franklin's got the afternoon off. We'll go over top 25 scores around college football and other scores. That'll all be coming up at halftime here from Darrell Bean Stadium. Lions come out after the timeout first and 10. Two timeouts left. 14.8 left to go in this first half. Tomlin out of the shotgun. Drops straight back. Looks over the middle. Now goes out to the left sideline to Panky. Panky's going to step out of bounds at the 21-yard line. That's a gain of about eight on the play. Brings up second down. Call it a long three yards to go. Devin Bradley into the lineup, and he's got to get his shoulder pad fixed, and Panky takes care of that. Now Tomlin is going to call the play at the line of scrimmage. Second down, three yards to go. Clock stops on the out-of-bounds, 9.9 seconds to go. High snap. Tomlin brings it down, steps up. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got Bradley incomplete over his outstretched arms. Bradley was there. If he could have brought it down, it was a TD. 4.7 seconds left to go. And it's third down, and what are the Lions going to do? They're going to go ahead and try the field goal right from here. Jerry Porter is coming in on third down and three yards to go. And I think this is just so Tyler Hopperton can get some confidence going in Porter's mind as far as field goals. They're going to spot it at the 29, making it a 39-yard field goal attempt. 
be the final play of the first half, barring a penalty. Good snap. Porter puts it up. It is high enough. It is long enough, and it's good. 39-yard field goal by Jerry Porter, and it gives the Lions the lead here at halftime by a score of 38 to nothing. Let's go down to the sideline and Matt Morris to talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton. Coach, Hoppy, you guys had a great first half here up 38 nothing halftime. Uh, what was the key to success there in the first half? Those guys just came out of the gate, you know, with a um, good attitude, you know, took care of our business, no turnovers, you know, just playing really well right now. Um, you know, sometimes in these games it's easy to kind of go through the motions and they haven't done that so far. All right, thanks, Coach. You're looking at the second half. Matt Morris with head coach Tyler Hopperton. At halftime of tonight's game, where your score here at halftime, the Lions are on top of it, 38 to nothing, and we'll be back with our halftime festivities right after this timeout. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays, where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, the Lions lead this one here at the half. 38 nothing, capped off by a 39-yard field goal by Jerry Porter to give the Lions that lead of 38 to nothing. We'll be back with uh, our podcast for Division Three football. Pat Coleman and Keith McMillan going over the Mount Union and John Carroll game today. We'll do all that when we come back to Darrell Bean Stadium. Sport is the common denominator in the world. If there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, and rise up against racism. I pledge, I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up, speak up whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up, get up, rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. And Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Dave Mitchell back here at Darrell Bean Stadium in Richmond, Indiana on the campus of Earlham College, where the Lions are leading 38 to nothing 
over the Earlham Quakers. A quick look at the scoreboard. Hanover beating up on Bluffton today, 28-3 to in the fourth quarter with eight minutes to go. And Defiance still on top of Anderson, 14-6 to with three minutes left to go in the third quarter. Big game going on in Division Three, where number one ranked Mount Union is taking on John Carroll in a game later on today. Pat Coleman and Keith McMillan from the D3 broadcast, their podcast, are going to give us a preview of that game between Mount Union and John Carroll and other games around Division Three football right now. And this weekend, we have a big game for the number one team. Week three is a hard act to follow. Believe it or not, it's week four already. And while we might not have three overtimes, 91-61, games move to Wednesday or what have you, when you play close to 100 games in a weekend, you're going to have some trauma. And we're really leaning into some key early conference games now. Indeed, this is one of those years where we have five weekends in September. Here on this 21st day of September. So we're going to get to October and already be basically done with half of the regular season. One big game on the schedule this weekend is a game that has been played in November in recent years. We'll get an earlier look at it this time around when number 15 John Carroll plays a top-ranked Mount Union. Yeah, and I believe it's a big test for Mount Union when I see it. But part of the reason why the Purple Raiders are so successful is because they convince themselves that every week, and especially John Carroll week, it's a big test. And look, most of the past five years in this game have been. Even though the Purple Raiders have won all but one, all but one had been a one-score game. Mark Podolsky of the News Herald listed all the results in his preview this week. It was 2013, Mount Union won 42-34. Then in the 2014 regular season, it was 31-24 and 36-28 in the playoffs. Both of those Mount Union wins. 2015 was the blowout in this uh, recent part of the series, 36-3. Then 2016 was the one John Carroll won, 31-28. They snapped the string of, of OAC conference wins for Mount Union, and they were the champion. They went in and went all the way to the semifinals that year. Last year, it didn't look like it, w- it should be a good game, but it was a 31-27 Mount Union win. We'll get to some X's and O's a little later, but it's probably the game this week that will tell us the most about what we can expect from the national champions and the rest of the OAC this season. Yeah, that take of I'll believe it's a big test when I see it has definitely been validated a lot in a lot of games for Mount Union in the past 20 seasons. I'm of mixed feelings about where this is on the schedule. It was a great showdown in week 11, obviously, last couple years. But when there were years that neither team had any other tests, it was a real long time to wait to learn how good Mount Union was or how good John Carroll was. Now, on the flip side, I think week four is earlier than I'd like it, but the OAC doesn't really consult me when it makes its master schedule. I'm a huge fan of of having that week 11 game be a rivalry game, obviously coming from where I came from. It gives you something to look forward to if your season goes off the rails. It gives you something to look forward to if you're having an undefeated season. So no matter how you slice it, it's always the biggest game. But to call a a – I mean, this is the closest thing Mount Union has to a rivalry, but it's a game where they've lost three times in the past 30 or whatever the, the series record is, like 32-3-1 or something like that. So it's not – Mountain Union really is incapable of, of having a rival as much as this is their local rivalry. So I don't know if it matters when it's played. It's close enough, you know, between Alliance and Cleveland where people from both sides will uh, be recruited to both teams. People from both sides can drive to either location. So in that sense, it is a rivalry, and it doesn't matter which week you play it. It's probably the biggest regular season game for Mount Union, and it's the game that tells us, is John Carroll going to be for real this year or not so much? You know, I used to think that the Tommy Johnny game, for example, should only ever be played in Week 11, but 
I've reconsidered that because of the weather in Minnesota. I just basically want that game to always draw the maximum number of fans that it can. So I'm just fine with it being in week seven for the next couple of years. Keith, as an aside, if the MIAC's new weather policy had been in place last year, they wouldn't have played that target field game, at least not as at its uh, scheduled one o'clock kickoff. Well, I'm glad we can avoid that uh, scenario. That would have been a bad look in front of 37,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about number two having a big game. That's Mary Harden Baylor. Uh, of course, tumultuous off season there. Lots of changes. Uh, Coach Fredenberg, Pete Fredenberg, has been uh, serving a, a suspension for the first three weeks of the season. Uh, he's not been uh, on the sidelines or with his team in these first two games. And the last one of those three is this weekend against Texas Lutheran. And it's a big game in the sense that uh, TLU comes in 2-0, and they've given Mary Harden Baylor some some tough games over the years. But at the same time, it doesn't look like Mary Harden Baylor struggled really at all with uh, with Coach Fredenberg out. 91-7 at Albright, 68-7 last week at Sol Ross. The level of competition will jump up a little bit, and this is the third straight road game in a row for them. Um, but I think the main thing is to get this game played, to keep the momentum going. Um, we talked to Coach uh, Harmon. Yeah, Larry Harmon. Talked to Coach Harmon after the Albright game, and he was, even though it was 91-7, he was a little bit disappointed with uh, how the defense tackled. So Mary Harden Baylor keeping its um, eyes on the process and, and trying to get better rather than the final score. And I think that'll be a little bit of the same this week because they got Southwestern and then Harden Simmons coming up. And that's the game where, where you know, they really want to be back at full strength, have Coach Fredenberg comfortable, and, uh, and have everything running the, the way they normally would want it. Sixth-ranked Frostburg State is the other team we mentioned a couple of moments ago. We'll talk about this a little bit later, too, but uh, they've had, of course, an extra week off. They are actively recruiting uh, a team for September 20th. They're actively recruiting Hobart. Hobart's interesting because they have just nine games, and the campus's homecoming is September 29th, and they do not have a football game. Uh, that uh, I'm not sure that that's enough to get them to play Frostburg because it's not really the way that Hobart is scheduled over the past few years, but that would be hilarious slash awesome if that game got scheduled. Yeah, I'd love to see teams be able to fill in that open dates on the schedule. I've never been a big fan of the nine games. And, you know, just as a player, as a coach, as a competitor, you always want to compete as many times as you can. And for mo- in most cases, you want to play the best competition that you can, especially if it doesn't affect your conference standing or your chance of getting into the playoffs. It's just a game that can uh, get you tightened up. A chance, chance to measure where you stand nationally and then, uh, you know, still, still have that avenue to win your conference and get into the postseason. We had an interesting story on the website this week, which is about the Zach Field at Washington and Jefferson. You know, um, W&J is one of those teams that's playing uh, one of the teams that you mentioned that's probably not going to provide us a, uh, a classic football game this weekend. But I thought it was really interesting when I think uh, I and Joe Sager kind of independently discovered that uh, they ha- that WJ has four players in the secondary, all named Zach: Zach Quatrone, Zach Queen, Zach Royba, and Zach Taylor. And you're always looking for reasons for your guys to bond and and you know, give themselves a nickname and 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 feel like uh, they're a group at each position group. Then then you want your whole defense to bond, and then of course you want your whole team to bond and your community too. So like you're looking for these these ways, and it's nice when it's something, even though it's kind of arbitrary. Um, it, it's nice when you have something built in right away, and, that, and that's a, a pretty good feature. You should read it. Keith, this is something that we've talked about, that Division three across the board, regardless of sport, is a place where you really 
have a lot of guys who come back to coach their alma mater and sometimes that they stay then for decades and finish off their career that way. Yeah, especially in the, in the programs where you either have a winning tradition and you want to keep that tradition intact or, um, you have a place where winning is not necessarily the only priority, right? Priority is also recruiting a certain profile of student, having that student go through the school and graduate. And so you want someone who doesn't, who's not confused necessarily by the challenges of, of finding a certain kind of kid, making sure that kid can get through four years and finish. Um, and also has those, those relationships with the alumni and with the local high schools because recruiting is always your lifeblood. Alumni colleges rely on it so much. The smaller the college, the more they rely on that, on that alumni. So anytime you can find a guy who you know is a good coach, right? You, you're not rolling the dice because you've seen him in your program, uh, either as a player or as an assistant some way. You're not rolling the dice. They have those relationships. Um, it's always, a, it's always a great match. And one of my favorite things about writing the Around the Nation column, which I did from 2001 to 13, was um, finding those common threads between programs across the country. D3, now that it's at 250 schools, and it'll always be coast to coast from Maine to Southern California, from Pacific Northwest down to Georgia, and everywhere in between, it's still amazing that within that group of 250, there will always be some ties that bind to all of us. And uh, Keith... Last year, John Carroll came into this game at 6-3. and three. I don't think we necessarily expected much of their chances, but then the Blue Streaks had a possession at the end with a chance to win the game. I think John Carroll is better this year, but with the game being an alliance, I'm not sure that the game will be as competitive as last year's was. Well, pretty similar to my comments from last week about Baldwin-Wallace. If you want to be taken seriously nationally, you have to show well here. And with a 45-21 win at Wisconsin-Stevens Point to start, and then a 45-0 home win against Otterbein last week. John Carroll certainly looks above average so far this season, but let's see if it's elite. I think it starts with either trying to make the Mount Union offense one-dimensional by limiting the run game or being the rare team that gets pressure on a Purple Raiders quarterback. You give Fulford time and Hill, Ruth, Luke Harrington, they're just going to carve you up. I think they have to get, to, they have to get Mount Union down from their team-wide 6.6 yards per carry to under four. They have to limit big plays, get some turnovers. And they got to get something big from Ray Brown and the rest of that John Carroll defense. And that's something that Mount Union can do. Boy, they can really move the football on the ground attack. And that is something that, like they said, John Carroll is going to have to stop and make Mount Union one-dimensional. Something Rose Holman couldn't do in the first game of the year when the fighting engineers fell to Mount Union by a final of 51 to nothing. Right now here in Richmond, Indiana at Earlham College, it is 38 nothing. The Lions lead it over the Quakers. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more of our halftime festivities and get ready for the second half after this timeout. I learned a lot of valuable lessons playing college football. I never thought about the health benefits of exercise until I actually started to talk to coaches in college. It's not only just for performance, it's for life. My coaches instilled the importance of well-being, not only building up strength, mental health, getting enough sleep, eating properly is all what it is to be healthy. I decided that I want to go into personal trainer and share my knowledge that I obtained in college about physical and mental well-being. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure 
to write code that cracks an unsolvable question, to further our exploration into space, or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth. Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realized them. Life, it's not how far you can throw the ball. It's not how high you can fly. It's not how fast you can run. Or how many touchdowns you can score that matters. It's really how you play the game that counts. Because the game only lasts four quarters. For a few years. For that moment in time. Good sportsmanship. 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 Last a lifetime. Dave Mitchell back here at Darrell Bean Stadium where the Lions lead it 38 to nothing over Earlham College. Elsewhere around the Heartland Conference. Hanover, they lead with four and a half left to go in the ball game, 28 to three over Bluffton. That's the Lions opponent next week up at Beaver Stadium. And in the fourth quarter of action, Defiance has got a two point lead over Anderson. That's a battle of two winless teams so far. 14 to 12, the Yellow Jackets lead over Anderson, 14 to 12 in that contest. Let's take a look at what's going on nationally around the world of college football. Iowa State defeated Akron earlier today. Elsewhere right now going on, Alabama number one in the country over Texas A&M, seven to nothing. Ohio State also leading over Tulane just four minutes into that ball game, seven to nothing. As we told you, Iowa State defeated Akron, 26 to 13. It was uh, Toledo over Nevada, 63 to 44 in that contest. Elsewhere in top 25 action, let's see if I can find some scores here for you. Duke over North Carolina, that's 13 to nothing. That's not out of the top 25, though. Elsewhere, Cincinnati came back to defeat Ohio today, 34 to 30. Maryland upset Minnesota, 42 to 13. SMU edged Navy, 31 to 30. That was in overtime. Michigan destroyed Nebraska today in the Big Ten, 56 to 10. It was Georgia over Missouri, but a closer game than a lot of people thought, 43-29. to Wake Forest fell to Notre Dame, 56-27. to Had a couple people earlier today ask me about that Notre Dame game, and it was Notre Dame winning it over Wake Forest. Buffalo over Rutgers, 42-13. Purdue beat up on Boston College, 30-13. to North Carolina beat Pitt, 38-35. to Virginia over Louisville, 27-3. to and that's a look at the final scores here this afternoon in your top 25 college football action. Some stats in this first half. So far, the Lions have put up more total yards in this ballgame, 342 to 64 over Earlham. But some of the individual stats in the contest, Chayton Tomlin, 21 of 28 passing for 303 yards. That's just in the first half. And four touchdowns. He's got 19 touchdown passes in three and a half games this year. Colby Newman, four rushes, 29 yards. Trevor Tomey with two rushes, 11 yards in the ballgame. Chase Pankey and A.J. Glines have each caught five passes in the ballgame. Pankey for 122 yards, his longest 81 yards, and that was the touchdown scamper. Glines, 70 yards, receptions, 
today. Nick Murphy, three catches. Grayson Roberts, four catches in the ballgame. One thing Tomlin has done is spread it out. Panky and Glines each with five catches. Roberts with four. Murphy with three. And then Paul Miner, Devin Bradley, Cooper Earls, and Colby Newman each have one catch in the ballgame. 38 nothing. Lions on top of it. We'll be back with the second half kickoff right after this timeout. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by Effin' Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar. Jake Sweeney Auto. And La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111. So the Lions will receive the second half kickoff here. And they lead it by the score of 38 to nothing in this contest over Earlham. It'll be Jordan Christian. This will be the first time that Earlham will have kicked off today. And that will not be Jordan Christian. It will be Javier Lopez, a freshman out of El Paso, Texas. Six foot, 175 pounder. Lions will be going from right to left across your computer screen, and Lopez is going to just shank that football up the field and kicked it out of bounds near the 40 yard line. So the Lions will gain possession of it after the penalty, first and 10. And I believe it's going to go to the 35 yard line, or will they spot it at the 40 yard line? Kick out of bounds on the kicking team. It'll be five yards from where the kick went out of bounds. First down. Five yards from where the kick went out of bounds, so it will go to the 45-yard line. The Lions will take it over first and ten. Chayton Tomlin back out onto the field for the Lions. They lead it 38 nothing as we open up the second half. Over 300 yards passing in the first half for Chayton. He's got four TDs today, 19 all total on the year. Colby Newman to the right of him out of the pistol formation. Tomlin looks out to the flat, and it is incomplete to Colby Newman. Newman tried to catch the pass, and he was immediately smacked by R.J. Scott. You hear the fans say they thought that was a lateral, but the referee came right in from behind and said, no, it was a forward pass incomplete. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. And you can hear the fans are still yelling about it being a lateral. Receivers out wide on both sides now for the Lions. Newman to the right of Tomlin. Paul Miner lines up wing left, by the way. And the handoff will go to Newman. Newman is going to cut it off the right side inside the 45 and out to the 47-yard line for a gain of two. Newman had four rushes, 29 yards in the first half of play. So now he's got five rushes and 32 yards. A lot of people saw that first game against Capital where Newman ran over 120 yards in the ball game and a couple of touchdowns, and they have really keyed on him. But in doing that, they've opened up the passing game even more for the Lions. Fake handoff. Tomlin drops back, steps up into the pocket, throws over the middle, complete to Panky at the 37-yard line of Earlham, and he struggled down to the 36. First down for the Lions after a 17-yard reception with 14-13 left to go in this third quarter. 38-0, Lions on top of it. Trips out to the near side. Ball in the center of the field. Tomlin with Newman to the left of him. 
Looking over, he's going to run the play clock down as much as he can, and now he'll take the snap, hand off to Newman, right up the middle to the 30, cuts it to the right to the 25, and he's going to be chopped down at the 24-yard line. Another gain of 12 for Newman, and a first down for the Lions. Boy, the referees, to their credit, have kept this game moving. They have really started the clock way before the chains ever get set over on the sideline after a first down. Newman to the right of Tomlin. Receiver split on both sides. Tomlin drops straight back, looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Cooper Earls at the 15. Cuts it backwards to the 16, to the 17. Now back to the 15, and he's going to be brought down at the 14. He ran from one side of the field to the other and trying to pick up as much yardage as he can. He probably ran about 40 yards and picked up four, but it's still a first down for the Lions. At the 14, make it the 13-yard line of Earlham. Earls, after making that catch, goes out wide right. Panky slot right. Murphy on the right-hand side. Also coming out to this near side is A.J. Glines. Glines caught four passes in the first half. Tomlin takes the snap. Looks to the left. He's got Glines in the end zone. Touchdown! Glines was right there, found the opening, and it makes it now 44 to nothing. Lions with 12.46 left to go in the third quarter to play. Glines with his first touchdown of the afternoon and his sixth catch of the day after having 14 catches a week ago. And the Lions on top of it in to attempt the extra point is Jerry Porter. Good snap. Hold is down. Kick is up. And it is good. 12.46 to go in the third period. It's now Mount St. Joseph 45, Earlham nothing. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, Jerry Porter kicks it off, and Corey Peters will catch the football but take a fair catch out of it as he ran it out of bounds. So Erlen will get the football at their own 25-yard line. i got to tell you, I really don't like that rule, the fair catch inside the 20. All they're trying to do, and they've been doing it for the last 10 years, is eliminate kickoffs. And that's what they're trying to do here. So it's first and ten for Earlham. Earlham will have it at their own 25-yard line. They send trips out to the far side. On the near side comes Zachary Baker, dropping back his house child. He's going to throw it up the right side to Baker, and it's going to be over his head and incomplete. 
Good coverage by Tyler Hanna. Hanna had one interception in the first half, was called back for pass interference, had another interception and a touchdown in his hands, ready to go into the end zone and dropped it. So he's been a man on a mission here in this ball game trying to pick up another interception in the contest. Second down, 10 yards to go. Again, coming out wide to the right-hand side is Zach Baker. To the left is Davis of Housechild. He'll take the snap. Housechild's going to keep it himself. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped on a clothesline tackle by Corey Harden. Harden just reached out and grabbed him across the chest and brought him right down. And for a yard loss, brings up third down and 11. There is nobody along that defensive line that has played any better than Corey Harden this year. And that's saying something because that front line of the Lions has really played well this year. Kandra, Bright, Taylor, and Harden. Third down, 11 yards to go. Back into the ball game, Austin Carter at that nickel back, dropping back his house child, throws it out in the flat, complete to Bilal. Bilal's going to take it out to the 30, be brought down at the 31. Lions defense holds again on third down and long. That's a gain of six, brings up third down, or make a fourth down, excuse me, and four yards to go, and punting time again for the Earlham Quakers. And Housechild immediately comes off the field and wants his elbow. He's going to have somebody take a look at his elbow. He ran right over to the trainer immediately, and I think they're just going to tape it up. Speakman back set to return at his own 35. Good snap. Christian will get the football away. High sidewind kick that's going to be hit at the 40. Bounce at the 30. Speakman will let it bounce, and it will die at the 27-yard line. That's going to be a 52-yard punt. Boy, the officials are really getting an earful from not only the sideline, but the crowd here at Earlham. I didn't see what happened out there, but something evidently happened that drew the ire of the not only the sideline of Earlham but also the fans here of the Quakers so the Lions offense comes out onto the field and we're going to see the end of Chayton Tomlin's day into the contest now for the Lions is their backup quarterback Derek Williamson and also in is Tommy. So Derek Williamson will come in to play quarterback his first time today. Nick Murphy moves in motion. Murphy's going to get the handoff on the jet. He cuts it across the 30 to the 35, cuts it to the near side to the 40, and he's going to be brought down at the 42-yard line, a gain of 15 on the carry. Derek Williamson out of the sophomore, 5'10", 230 pounds, out of Central Crossing High School in Columbus, Ohio. He is the backup, number 15. Nick Murphy out of the ball game now. Cooper Earls is out wide to the right-hand side. Slot right is Mohil Meshu. Meshu, the junior out of Cincinnati. Williamson has got minor wing left right in front of him. Handoff goes to Tommy. Tommy off the right side, tiptoeing across the 45, and he's going to be stopped right there. Gain of three yards on the carry for Tommy. Tommy, three carries, 14 yards on the afternoon. When you look at the total yardage of this ball game, a majority of it will be in the passing attack, as will always be with the Lions. But 
the running game has also been prevalent for the Lions today. And now the time has been called. There's an injured Lion down on the field. Looks like he's got a cramp, and that's Andrew Renan. Renan played at the running back position earlier in the first half, and it almost led to a touchdown for the Lions out of the running game. Now Renan looks like maybe he's favoring that left shoulder as he leaves the ball game. So now the officials will start the clock. Second down, seven yards to go. Ten minutes and running left in the ball game. Excuse me, in the third quarter. Bluffton's probably wishing it was the ball game. Williamson has got Tomey to his left. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back Williamson. He's going to roll out to the left. Got plenty of green. Throw against his body. He's got Miner out there at the 20, and it was just too far. Led him too far. Miner got his fingertips on the football but couldn't come down with it. Incomplete. Nice drag pattern by Miner, but Williamson just couldn't put it on the money while he was on the move and throwing against his body. So Miner will leave the contest. Nick Murphy is back into the ball game. Coming out wide to the left is Chase Samples, freshman out of LaGrange, Kentucky. And got a ball loose on the side, so one of the Lion coaches had to go out and pick it up, so the officials took a timeout, and now they're back in play. Williamson will take the snap. Drop back on third down and seven. Throws it out to the right side to Murphy. Complete at the 45 in Earlham territory. He's going to be driven out of bounds, but he's got the first down. Robert Dickelman got the tackle, but on the 10-yard completion, the Lions pick up the first down at the 45 of Earlham. It'll be first and 10. 9.25 and running left to go in the third. It's 45 nothing Lions. Williamson looking things over in the secondary. Now he'll take the snap. Hands off to Tomey right behind him. Tomey on the left-hand side. Cuts it to the 40, to inside the 40, and he'll skip out of bounds on the near side at the 35-yard line. That is going to be a gain of close to 10 yards. It will be 10 yards and a first down. I'm telling you there had to be a directive from the NCAA in in high school that the officials are not going to measure anything anymore. They are just going to take a guess on whether or not it's a first down. I have not seen anybody measure this year. There had to be something come out, and I'm going to check on it. Williamson first and 10 from the 35 of Earlham. Drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball deep into the end zone. He's got Earls there. Touchdown! Williamson with the touchdown pass from 35 yards out to Cooper Earls, and the Lions now have put 51 points on the scoreboard. Put that one up on the board for the freshman, Williamson, and his first touchdown pass. And the Lions now lead it 51 to nothing. Williamson put that thing right on the money to Earls. 8.38 left to go in this third quarter. Porter will come in again to attempt the extra point. Puts it down, kick is up, and Porter 
Drills it through the uprights. 8.38 left to go in the third. It's now 52 nothing Mount St. Joseph. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mount School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. People just love the quality from effing good chicken tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road in Cincinnati. They use fresh chicken, and it's always hand-breaded with homemade sauces daily. And order the coleslaw. You won't regret it. Ordering out is easy at effing good chicken tenders. Order dinner on Facebook right now or call 451-3000 at effing good chicken tenders. Order up a combo. Feed the family or your sudden drop-in guests. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order at 451-3000. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. Well, Spencer Dufresne is going to come in and kick it off now, and the Earlham Quakers, Peters, is just going to take it in as a fair catch at his 10-yard line. That'll pop it back out to the 25. So Dufresne getting into the contest now. I think it's safe to say I can sit for this one, for the rest of it, maybe. <laughs> 837, those of you who see me do a game in football, I've got to be standing, but now with a 52 to nothing lead, 837 left to go in the third, Lions have got this one in hand. Trips out to the far side for Earlham. The quarterback, Housechild. Housechild is going to run it off the right-hand side, now cut it to the near sideline to cross the 25 out to the 30. And he's going to be brought down out of bounds at about the 23-yard line. Tackle made by the Lions on the left-hand side, Deshaun Pumphrey. Lions have got a lot of players that are playing in different positions that they actually came to camp ready to play. So it's second down, call it five yards to go. Housechild, boy, took him a long time to get the play in from the sideline. Play clock down to four, and they're just getting set, and he got the playoff. Housechild drops straight back, looks over the middle, going to be hit and dropped. Lions with a big play off that defensive line on the sack by Connor McCracken. McCracken out of Milford, 5'11", 245. Dropped him for a six-yard loss back to the 24-yard line. And it'll bring up third down and 11. By the way, that Hanover-Bluffton game is now a final. Hanover defeated Bluffton 28-10. to So Bluffton will be 1-3 heading into next week's contest with the Lions. Housechild drops straight back on third and 11. Heavy rush setting up the screen. He's got to complete to Davis and a nice one-on-one tackle. By the Lions defensive secondary, Jonathan Finn coming in to make that tackle. And now let's see, do we have a flag down on the side? The officials are talking. I don't see a flag on the field, but maybe there is. Or Yeah, there's one on the sideline. Clear over at the 22-yard line on the sideline, and they're talking it over. It may be a block in the back or something happened down there, but... Just a nice play by Jonathan Finn out of Oak Hills High School 
coming in and making that tackle for the Lions. Boy, did this Lions coaching staff really do a job of recruiting during the offseason. Now let's hear what the call is going to be. After the play, unsportsmanlike, defense number 23, 15 yards, automatic first down. Well, that's Deshaun Pumphrey with the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. So after a nice play by Finn, and Pumphrey had the unsportsmanlike, so that will knock off the 15 yards and give Earlham a first down. And it will go outside their own 40 to the 41-yard line. So first and 10 for Earlham. Well, you don't need penalties like that when you're up 52 to nothing. Howes Child drops straight back, looks to the left. Now he's going to throw it out to the left, and it is complete to the running back down at the 41, maybe struggles forward to the 42-yard line. That's Connor Bray. Bray out of Richmond, Indiana, Northeastern High School. Collects in a yard. Brings up second down and nine yards to go. Melvin Davis out of the ball game. He had 11 carries, 11 yards. House child, 17 of 26 passing for 51 yards now. Handoff goes to Bray. Bray is going to be hit behind the line at the 39 and brought down right there. Great play defensively by Connor McCracken again, coming in from that left defensive end position. Standing Bray up right at the line of scrimmage and driving him back for a yard loss at the 39-yard line. Brings up third down, 12 yards to go. Next week we are at Bluffton. Game time for that one will be at 1.30, and that is a big game. Boy, is revenge on the mind of the Lions after last week, last year's Field goal loss. Throw out into the flat complete to Earlham's Zach Baker. And Baker takes it across the 40, out near the 44-yard line. Gain of four, but it's still going to be fourth down and seven yards to go and punting time for the Quakers. And Speakman is going to leave the contest now. He's not going to drop back and try to receive this one. Coming in, Aurelius Walters into the contest and Jordan Christian is going to get it off and Walters is going to raise his right hand and take a fair catch right at the 25 yard line and what do we have now the officials dropped a flag and have to wait and see what the initial call is going to be they dropped the flag and now not sure what the penalty is the sign they gave was almost an illegal fair catch sign but he definitely put his hand up in the air and then didn't run afterwards he just had to dive forward to make sure that he secured the football but they are talking with Earlham's sideline and now let's see what the call is. Legal substitute. Full man on the field on the defense. Five-yard penalty. Replay fourth down. It's a legal substitution. There were 12 men on the field for the Lions. That was what the call was. So 12 men on the field for the Lions. So it's a five-yard penalty. And Earlham will have to repunt it unless they decide they want to go for it. So it'll mark it from the 43-yard line out to the 48. Bring up fourth down and two. 
And down 52 to nothing. You might have a decision here, but the decision has already been made. And Earlham is going to punt the football away. High snap. Now they're going to fake it. Christensen is going to be dropped right at the 35. Christian, the boy, the Lions smelled that thing coming, and coming in was Alex Salatin. Salatin making the stop. Christian was looking to throw the football, and Salatin came through on the blitz and brought him right down at the 36-yard line, and that's where the Lions will have the football, first and 10 at the Earlham 36, with 5.09 remaining in this third quarter. Boy, what a big play by Salatin. The Lions defense, they stayed home. Christian had no place to throw the football. Coming out wide to the left-hand side, Chase Samples. Trips out to the far side for the Lions. Williamson looks to his right. Now he's going to run it to the left of the 35, and he's going to be brought down at the 30, inside the 30, and tackled at the 29-yard line. Going to be a gain of seven on the carry for Derek Williamson. He is a completely different quarterback than Chase Tomlin. Chayton Tomlin. Let's just let's be honest about that. Not only in stature, but in the way that he plays. Tomlin is more of a finesse quarterback, and Williamson is a physical quarterback. Second down, three yards to go. Trips to the far side. Blitz coming. Williamson sees it, goes against it, and then the pass was knocked down at the line of scrimmage incomplete. Michael Williamson into the ballgame now for the Lions, the running back junior out of New Richmond, Ohio. Third down, call it three yards to go. Chase Samples out wide to the left-hand side. Nick Frederick, slot left. Meshew out slot right. Moving in motion is Samples, and now taking the snap is Williamson. Williamson takes it right up the middle, inside the 25, spun around and brought down at the 23-yard line. It's going to be a gain of seven for Williamson and a first down. That's what I mean. You would not see Tomlin do something like that. But Williamson is the kind of guy that loves to get his face in the dirt and move that football, and he did. Chase Samples out wide to the left-hand side, trips to the left. Williamson in the backfield with Williamson. And the throw over the middle, complete on the play. Brought in by Chase Samples inside the 10 and down to the 7. And that's another first down for the Lions of 16 yards. And it's first and goal at the Earlham 8-yard line. Lions moving the football and Williamson, even the second team offense, able to move the football. Samples wide left. Now Paul Miner into the ballgame. He's going to split left. The Williamson twins are in the backfield. Derek and Michael. Michael off to the left-hand side. Now Samples is going to move in motion to the far side. Snap goes to Williamson. Throw into the end zone to Miner. He's got it. Does he have it in the corner of the end zone? Is it complete or not? It's going to be pass interference. Called against Earlham. Is it a touchdown or not? I didn't see any signal. And I believe it was a touchdown. It is a touchdown. I finally went ahead and acknowledged that it's a touchdown, and that makes it 58 to nothing. 
Paul Miner with his first TD catch. Nice catch in the corner of the end zone, and now Jerry Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. 3.23 left to go in the third quarter. Lions big in this one. And Porter's kick is up, and it is good. 3.23 left to go. In the third, it's now 59 nothing Mount St. Joseph. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sunday's, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sunday's for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sunday's. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. It's Dave Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new Cherokee for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Now back here in Earlham, where the Lions now lead it 59 to nothing. Derek Williamson in this ballgame, 4 of 6, passing 68 yards and 2 touchdowns. Dufresne will kick it away, and Peters is going to just fair catch it at the 10-yard line, and that is will give Earlham the football at the 25. First and 10 for the Quakers at their own 25-yard line. My feeling is if you're going to fair catch it inside the 10, why catch it at all? If the ball is live 10, 10 yards after the kick for an onside, then the runner should be live wherever he is on the field. But I guess that's the old-time football fan in me. Receivers out wide on both sides. Zach Baker comes out wide to the right. Housechild is going to throw it in the flat complete to Jones at the line of scrimmage, and he's going to be brought right down immediately. And again, there's that man, Connor McCracken. 5'11", 245 pounds out of Milford. McCracken? just coming in and doesn't get to play often, but boy, he has done the job here this afternoon. He's playing at that right tackle spot on the defensive line. Second down, seven yards to go. How's Child looking things over. Now the handoff is going to go to Davis. Davis off the left side to the 20, to the 25, cuts it to the far side, and is run out of bounds near the 41-yard line. That's going to be a first down for the Quakers at the 40. Gain of 13 on the carry for the freshman running back. Davis, he's their leading rusher out of Mallard Creek High School in Charlotte, North Carolina. 5'8", 175-pounder. Rob Rickenball would love that out of North Carolina. Boy, I've never seen a bigger Tar Heel fan than Rickenball is. First down, 10 from the 40. Handoff goes to Davis, and Davis is going to be hit behind the line and brought down for a three-yard loss on the play. Loss made by Jonathan Finn. The sophomore coming in and making the ankle-high tackle. Loss of three brings up second down and 13 yards to go back at the 38-yard line. Minute 52 left to go and running here in this third quarter. Lions easily on top of this one, 59 to nothing. Houndchild, 
20 of 29 passing, but still only 60 yards. He's going to throw that ball deep up the left-hand side. He's got a man, but he's overthrew him and incomplete. He had Malcolm Jones that almost broke free, but good defensive back play by the Lions on the right side. And they were able to bat that pass away. Brings up third down and 13 yards to go. See if I can catch the number of that guy out there. Looks like 26. Well, that would be Anthony Ferris. Ferris, 5'11", 180, out of California, playing that right corner position. Down here on the left side playing the corner is Deshaun Pumphrey. Dropping back Housechild. Housechild on third and three. Same pattern. He's going to throw it out to Jones again and overthrow him incomplete. Same play, same formation, same everything, and the same result. Incomplete. And it brings up fourth down, 13 yards to go. So the Lions will get the football back with a minute 23 to go in this third quarter. And if the score holds through the third quarter, that's going to be seven quarters of Heartland Conference play in a row that Earlham would be scoreless. Dropping back set to return is Aurelius Walters. Christian gets a knuckleball. Walters will take in at the 25 flag thrown behind Walters to the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, out to the 45-yard line of Earlham. Brought down right there, but there's a flag thrown all the way back where the first block was made by the Lions. I think they're going to get a block in the back. And that will negate the entire return by the Lions punt return team, which has played excellent today. Troy Speakman started out the ball game with a huge, huge punt return for a touchdown. It'll be a block in the back. Spotted from the 29-yard line back in Mount Territory, so the 15-yard penalty will put it back to the 14. Minute nine left to go in this third quarter. It is 59 nothing. Lions have been in complete control of this one from the opening kickoff. They stopped Earlham three and out, forced them a punt. Troy Speakman ran it back for a touchdown, and it was Katie bar the door after that. Williamson has got Williamson to the left of him at the running back. Handoff goes to Williamson right up the middle across the 20 to the 25. And there's a flag thrown inside that tackle, and he may have targeting. Flag thrown right at the 26-yard line where the tackle was made after a 7-yard gain by Mike Williamson. And will be face mask, excuse me. So a face mask penalty will be called, and 15-yard penalty thrown against the run after the run. So that'll take it up to the 41-yard line is where the Lions will have it, still in their own territory. A minute two left to go in the third. Derek Williamson in the backfield with Mike Williamson. Now moving in motion to the far side from his receiver spot is Nick Frederick. Handoff goes to Williamson. Williamson up the middle, across the 41. He's going to take it out to the 45-yard line, gain of four. Ball may have come loose. Earlham is saying they've got it, but the officials are acting like there wasn't a 
fumble on the play, and they're, and they're going to say the progress was stopped. There was no fumble. So a gain of five yards on the carry for Williamson. And Earlham is brought in probably the biggest kid in Heartland Conference football this year. Tell you about it here in a second. And the handoff goes up the middle to Terrence May. May's going to take it across midfield, across the 45, and down to the 42-yard line. With 19 seconds left to go, another first down for the Lions. And Terrence May, boy, his first carry of the day, and he gained 14 on it. Brings up first and 10 from the 42, and that's going to do it for the end of the third quarter. That's the end of three from Earlham. It's Mount St. Joseph 59, Earlham nothing. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, the two earlier games from the Heartland Conference are both finals now. Anderson defeated Defiance 18-14. They pick up their first one of the year. And Hanover beating Bluffton 28-10. Derek Williamson up to the line of scrimmage. Now the Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen on the, to open up the final quarter of play. Derek Williamson wanted to hand it off to Mike Williamson, but it was a broken play. Now Derek Williamson is going to take it around the right side. Take it inside the 40. He'll be run out of bounds at about the 34-yard line, but a flag is thrown. I think you're going to get one of the Lion receivers for a hold on the corner. Derek Williamson just turned something out of nothing on that play because either he goofed up the play or Mike Williamson did. One or the other. And it will be holding against the Lions from the spot of the foul, which was about at the 40. So they will knock that back 10 yards to the 50-yard line. And that will bring up first down and call it 18 yards to go. This one was long over, probably in the first quarter. Into the ballgame now, Jaron Tunstall. Tunstall has been in the ballgame, but just not at the running back position. Dropping back. Derek Williamson, he's going to throw it out to the right side, incomplete. Over through his intended receiver, Chase Samples. Samples getting a lot of sampling today. They've thrown the ball to him, targeted him a few times. Jaron Tunstall, boy, he's a little fire plug. Tunstall, 5'4", 160-pound sophomore. 99 into the ballgame, brought him up before the break for Earlham. 
That is Vincente Becerra. I'm going to give you his dimensions here after this second down and 18-yard play. Handoff goes right up the middle to Tunstall, and he's going to gain a yard up to the 49-yard line. Becerra is a 5'8", 325-pound freshman from Fontana, California. He is a big boy. He is probably taking up the entire left side of the offensive line. Third down, call it 17 yards to go for a first down for the Lions. 14 minutes and running left to go in the ballgame. Lions are at Bluffton next week. Dropping back is Derek Williamson. Looks over the middle. He's got a receiver complete at the 36-yard line. He just targeted Nick Frederick, threw it right there on a line, and Frederick brought it in. He's close to a first down, and the Lions will be shy by about four yards at the 36-yard line. They need to get to the 32. And they will bring in the punting team, I guess. The Lions are going to go ahead and punt it away from the 36 of Earlham. You can tell what they'll do here is they'll just squib it. Rather than try to add more points on the scoreboard, the Lions will just kick the football away. Porter will take the snap. He's going to punt it away from the 36-yard line. Gets a high kick into the wind, and it'll be taken in at the 10-yard line by Austin Baker on a fair catch. Timeout on the field. 13.03 left to go in the ballgame. It's now 59-0 Mount St. Joseph. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, while you were gone, Hauschild took the snap out of the shotgun and threw it up the right-hand side, and it was complete to Zach Baker, and Baker took it across the 20 and out to the 33-yard line for a first down after a gain of 19 on a reception. That was easily the best play that Earlham has had here today. Everything went smoothly in that play for them, and now Taylor, excuse me, Baker is going to go out wide to the right. Wide left is Malcolm Jones. Stacking the slot. Handoff goes to Davis. Davis right up the middle, stutters to the right-hand side across the 35, breaks a couple of tackles, and he's going to be brought out of bounds outside the 40 to near the 45-yard line. Gain of about 12 on the carry for Davis. And a first down again for Earlham. 12-23. Boy, the last thing that the Lions' Rick Thompson, their defensive coordinator, wants is to give up a cheap touchdown here after the team has fought hard to blank Earlham so far. Stacking the slot for Earlham of two receivers and then out wide left. Now they've got two men in motion. There's the flag, and the pass will be complete. Out on the left-hand side to Corey Peters, but also moving in motion was Malcolm Jones. So it will be two men in motion. Forget the pass. And it will bring up first and 15. Legal shift. 
offense, number 26, five-yard penalty, replay first down. So they'll mark it down from the 43-yard line. They're going to take it back inside the 40 to the 38. Brings up first down 15 with 11.58 left to go in the ballgame. Earlham's winless streak will continue. It will go to 47. But i got to say, this is not a bad facility here. They've got the prescription turf press box. Very nice to do a ball game here. Bleacher seats, very nice and comfortable. Got a good crowd down here from Mount St. Joseph fans across the way. Dropping straight back. House Child, he's going to throw the screen incomplete, overthrew everyone. Man closest to the ball was really the Lions defensive back, Devin Bradley. And it was incomplete. Gavin Edmondson, he sat out today's game. He did dress, but he sat out mainly as a precautionary measure. They want him ready for Bluffton next week. A couple of Lions players had nicks and scrapes, but they went ahead and played today anyway. But Hop got him out of the ball game the minute this thing became out of control. Rolling out to the left is Housechild. Housechild, there was nobody there. He was rolling out to the left. I mean, there was not a receiver within, within half a football field of where that ball was thrown. But because he was out of the pocket, it is incomplete. And it brings up third down and 16 yards to go. Hey, by the way, my Browns won a game on Thursday night. I was happy about that. Baker Mayfield came in and saved the day for the Browns, and they are now 1-1-1. One, one, and one. How's child? Empty backfield out of the shotgun. He's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped. And the tackle made on the play again. Nice interior play. Bo Cooning. Cooning, the freshman out of St. Mary's, Ohio, 6'1", 235 pounds. Well, we talked about the recruiting that the Lions did, the coaching staff during the offseason. Boy, oh, boy, you could see some of the promise on these freshmen that are out there right now playing for the Lions in this game. Jordan Christian back set to punt. And to return the football is Aurelius Walters at about his own 30, and that's a high end over end kick that Walters is going to let hit inside the 20, rolls inside the 10, it'll roll inside the 5, and be downed at the 3-yard line. That is a 58-yard punt for Jordan Christian. Timeout on the field, 10.33 to go in the ballgame. It is now 59 nothing Mount St. Joseph over Earlham. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. So the Lions are pinned back all the way back at their own three-yard line. Derek Williamson in the backfield with Terrence May, the freshman out of Louisville. And now it's going to be delay of game called against the Lions. They didn't get the playoff in time. Derek Williamson was trying to call timeout but didn't get that opportunity. Jordan Christensen now eight punts today. 
He's averaged 45.5 points per kick. And his long today has been 62. He's been outstanding. Hand off to Terrence May right up the middle. Gets it out of the end zone, but brought down right at the one-yard line. Boy, the Lions offense just skirting with a safety here. Ball inside the one-yard line. Let's see who they're rushing into the lineup. Terrence May is going to leave. And into the contest now is Griffin Appleman. Appleman out of Bracken County, Brooksville, Kentucky, 5'10", 225 pounds. And the handoff, Derek Williamson is going to keep it right up the middle. He ran right into Appleman, but he spins off of him and gets it out to the four-yard line. So maybe they're going to say five-yard line is where Williamson got it. So now the Lions have a bit of breathing room, and it'll be third down and call it seven yards to go. I don't know. I, I've never seen 5'10 in my life, but I don't think Appleman is 5'10. <laughs> Third down, seven yards to go. Derek Williamson next to Appleman. I'll tell you why here in a second. They've got Derek Williamson at 5'10. Pass goes over the middle, incomplete to Mayshew. And the Lions will be forced to punt the football away. They've got Derek Williamson at 5'10. And they've got Appleman at 5'10. And Appleman is at least two inches shorter than Williamson when they line up in the pistol. So it'll be punting time for the Lions, and Jerry Porter is going to be forced to punt the football away with his heels near the back of the end line. Back set to return is it's like Gregory Brown. And the punt, the snap goes right over the head of Jerry Porter, and that will end the shutout. Safety on the play. And that makes it 59 to 2. So, Earlham gets on the scoreboard and their fans give them a standing ovation. They had gone seven straight quarters without scoring in the Heartland Conference and with 9-11 left to go in this ball game. They get a safety and make it 59-2. to So now the Lions will be able to punt the football away from their own 20-yard line. That is the only thing that the Lions have done wrong today. <laughs> that cost them two points and the shutout here today. But everything else has gone well. Chayton Tomlin, 24 of 32. 343 yards and five touchdowns. Derek Williamson, five of nine passing. 88 yards, two touchdowns. Colby Newman led the team in rushing tonight with six carries, 44 yards. Receiving-wise, Chase Pankey, A.J. Glines each with six catches. Grayson Roberts and Nick Murphy with four each. Cooper Earls, three. Paul Miner, two catches. Nick Frederick, Chase Samples, Devin Bradley, and Colby Newman each had a catch. Spencer Dufresne will kick it off from his 20. And he gets a high end-over-end kick that is going to take a bounce at about the 25. And it will be pulled in by Earlham's Corey Peters. And Peters cuts it to the middle of the field across the 30 to the 35 and brought down at the 37-yard line. A couple of scores for you. 
Ohio State leading Tulane in the return of Urban Meyer, 28-6. to And Alabama over Texas A&M, that was 7 to nothing. The two Heartland Conference games today, Hanover defeated Bluffton 28-10, to and Anderson got their first win of the year with a four-point victory at Defiance, 18-14. to House Child, handoff, goes up the middle to Peters. Peters is struggling forward to get to the 40. Be a gain of about a half yard on the carry. Well, a lot of extracurricular activities going on right now between these two ball clubs. The officials trying to keep control of it, but when it's 59 to 2, and you've been beating each other up for the last 52 minutes, kind of tough. Coming out wide to the left hand side is Corey Peters. To the right hand side is Baker. Two receivers in the slot. Now dropping back Housechild. He's going to throw it up the left side. He's got a man, but it is incomplete. That was Malcolm Jones. Well, I don't know who it is down in front of me, but they are very, very enthusiastic about their Quakers team, even down 57. Third down, call it nine yards to go for a Quaker first down. Housechild still in the ball game, and... He's staying out there. Of course, the freshmen, they, they want to give him as much experience as they possibly can. I think his this entire future of the Earlham offense rests in this kid's shoulders. Dropping back Housechild, throws out to the right, incomplete through the hands of Zachary Baker. Brings up fourth down, nine yards to go. Housechild, 21 of 34 passing in the ballgame. Only 83 yards. So Christian will come out to punt the football away again on fourth down nine from the 40-yard line. And Walters is back set to return for the Lions. Low snap, but Christian is going to get it off. A line drive kick. Walters is going to collect it in, went through his hands at the 15. He's going to fall on it at the 14-yard line. 8.03 left to go. Lions will have it first and 10 from their own 14. It's now 59 nothing, Mount St. Joseph. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, while you're away, Derek Williamson took the snap from center and handed it off right up the middle to Colin Matt. And Matt took it across the 20 out to the 23-yard line. It's going to be a gain of close to nine on the play. And it'll bring up second down along one. Derek Williamson. To the right of him, Griffin Applebaum. And the handoff is going to go on the run option to Applebaum. And he's going to take the handoff and take it for a yard loss. He's going to drop it back to the 38 or make it the 23-yard line, excuse me. So, 
Ball resting at the 23-yard line. Lions third down and about a yard to go with 7:13 and running left in this ball game. Williams will take the snap. Handoff again. Goes up the middle to Applebaum. Applebaum, Appleman. Appleman's going to take it across the 40 to the 45, and he's going to be run out of bounds near the 46-yard line. And a first down for the Lions. And again, the clock continues to run. 6.49 left to go in the ballgame. Lions will be at Bluffton next week to face the Beavers. And Bluffton today lost 28-10. to And Anderson won their first game. Four-point victory over Defiance. Appleman is going to take it around the left-hand side to midfield into Mount St. Joseph territory. It's going to be brought down at the 14, inside the 40 before he's run out of bounds at about the 35-yard line. Boy, the Lions are really screaming right now at the officiating crew, but nothing getting through. I'm not sure what they're upset about. To the right is Aurelius Walters now, and the handoff goes around the left-hand side to Appleman, and Appleman is going to be dropped inside the 30 near the 29-yard line. It's going to be a gain of nine on the play for Appleman. Boy, the Lions have really done a good job of running the football today. When you look at their rushing offense here this afternoon, it has been outstanding. Number 19. Now we've got a penalty called against the Lions. That being Colin Matt picked up the holding penalty. So that will negate the run. And it will take it back all the way to the 48-yard line. So it's going to be first down and call it 25 yards to go. Matt lines up in the backfield with Colin Mack Derek Williamson Williamson handoff goes around the left hand side to Appleman and Appleman cuts it off left tackle inside the 40 to the 39 yard line gain of 8 on the carry and with 5.38 left to go in the ball game Lions have a second down 11 yards to go just inside the 40 So second down 11, Derek Williamson, handoff up the middle, fumble on the play, Lions may have lost the football, there's a scrum on it, let's see, did they get the ball back? That was Appleman who dropped the football, but it looked like it bounced right back into his hands, he gained a yard, and it brings up third down and nine yards to go. Franklin is going to play Rose Holman next week, Earlham will be at Manchester, and Hanover goes to Anderson. That's your lineup of games next week beside the Mount being at Bluffton. Derek Williamson will send his running back, Griffin Appleman, to the right. Now Williamson is going to keep it himself inside the 35, brought down at the 34. Boy, things are really getting chippy out there as far as the wide receivers in the corners. A lot of pushing and shoving after the play. Brings up fourth down, six yards to go. And what are the Lions deciding to do here? Looks like they're going to go ahead and go for it. 
But before that happens, they may be forced to take a timeout. Play clock down to 16. You're going to rush into the lineup. Colin Matt is going to line up at one defensive end spot. And Derek Williamson is going to hand it off up the middle. And carrying the football is the mound, and they take it down to the 31-yard line. And that'll bring up, on fourth down, that'll turn the ball over on downs. And I believe that means that, yep, Earlham is going to get the football back. With 3.44 remaining to go in the ball game, there's a timeout on the field. Your score, it's Mount St. Joseph 59 and Earlham 2. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. House child, while you're away, handed it off to Bray around the right-hand side. And Bray skipped around a couple of tacklers and then was dropped two yards deep in the backfield for a loss. Brings up second down, 12 yards to go. They will now send Malcolm Jones out wide to the left-hand side. Catherine is slot left. Out of a T formation now is Housechild. Housechild, plenty of time now, rolls out to the left as the pass protection blocks down and overthrows the intended receiver, Malcolm Jones. He actually just threw it away before he ran out of parking room. And it brings up third down, 12 yards to go. And the, as you can probably hear, the Mount St. Joseph coaches have had enough up here, and they're going to head down for a post-game celebration that will give the Lions this victory. They will go 2-0 and in the Heartland Conference. 2.54 left to go in the ballgame. And the Lions will take their 2-0 and mark to Bluffton next Saturday. And Bluffton has not been... A good host for anything. Dropping back is Housechild. Housechild throws it out into the right flat, and it is complete and brought down immediately after the catch is Connor Bray. Bray skipped his way out to the 26-yard line, but actually that's a loss of about three on the play. And it will bring up fourth down and call it call it about 15 yards to go. So Christensen will come into punt the football away, and Aurelius Walters drops back, set to return. Christensen has been the one bright spot of the day for the Quakers. This will be his 10th punt of the ball game, and now there's a timeout on the field. Called by Earlham. We'll take one also. 2.03 left to go in the ballgame. Your score from Richmond. It's now Mount St. Joseph 59, Earlham 2. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. 
The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. This will be Jordan Christian's 10th punt of the ball game. It's averaged 45.6 yards per punt. Christian will punt it from right to left. Gets a good snap. He's going to kick it high end over end. And it will be taken in by Walters at the 33-yard line. That may be one of his weakest punts of the day. As that is 41 yards. So a minute 56 to go in the ball game. 59 to 2. Lions on top of it and see what the Lions decide to do here. They're bringing out another new quarterback. Derek Williamson had played the last quarter and a half. But now they're going to bring out onto the field. No idea. <laughs> I know this is not Peyton Williams and it's number 12. The handoff goes Right up the middle to Terrence May, and May is going to be hit on the right side and brought down right at the line of scrimmage. So I apologize. Number 12 is not on our roster other than that being Peyton Williams. So a minute 34 left to go in the ball game, and the Lions have the football. Be second down and eight yards to go after that eight-yard after that two-yard scamper. Let's see if I can't find out who this is another way. Just bear with me here a second as he'll take the snap and the handoff goes around the left-hand side. Now keeping it right up the middle is the quarterback. That's going to be Brady Moyers. Excuse me. Brady Moyers is the quarterback. Senior, 6'1", 170. Moyers out of Knoxville, Tennessee, Grace Christian High School. Moyers, the quarterback right now, he just took the ball up the middle, gained five, brings up third down, four yards to go. 49 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Earlham will go to 0-4 on the season. They will have lost 47 in a row. Well, you never want to be mired in a streak like that. Third down, five yards to go. Handoff around the left-hand side. On a nice run by Cody Jacobs. Jacobs is going to take it across the 40 to the 41-yard line. And that may be the final play of the game. It will be. So the Lions are going to go to 3-1 and overall, 2-0 and in conference play with a big win here this afternoon. Chayton Tomlin on the afternoon. Boy, did he have a game today. We'll go over all the stats and stories. But Tomlin, five touchdown passes on the afternoon. As a team, the Lions had seven touchdown passes. And they win it today by a final score of 59-2 to over the Earlham Quakers. We'll be back to wrap things up from Darrell Bean Stadium after these timeouts. <laughs> 